Just a quick message here. Uh, Eric, part of our team here at Motor Boys, had some major technical issues of which we made sure to make fun of him with. So just, if you're going to be listening to this episode of The Cable Guy, which was could have been a much better episode, just understand we did have technical issues. There was problems with him, and we tried to do our best in the editing side. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate you taking over that side of it because I know it was a, I'm sure it was a chore to try and sync everything up. But as I said, just be forewarned, it's not our best because of some technical issues on Eric's side. So because if it's bad, it's his fault. All right. Thank you, everybody. Hope you enjoy it. Like this uh, true crime story on the Night Stalker on Netflix, shit is hot, bro. It's amazing, so good, such a good story, dude. Why? And then I was just because it's awesome, dude. I love true crime, bro. That ca- that came out a minute. True ago. crime is terrible. Yeah, true crime is terrible. What's wrong yes. with you, bro? If you enjoy true crime, there's a problem. Why do you, you know what? A psychological say, issue with people. I could say the same thing about people that only watch anime. For and real. nothing else. Exactly. And you could, but at least we wouldn't be violent people. Okay, so I love true crime. I love true. Yeah, I love true crime as well, and I am not violent. Okay. <laughs> Except whenever we find out that you love anime. No, I don't. I don't love anime. I, I will fight you. To the <laughs> I will fight you to the death for that. <laughs> Not a violent man, huh? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Next time All I right, see everyone. Derek, we just start This fighting. is how we start the podcast. Yes. This is it. <laughs> this is today's start. Because you, you were upset with me because I talked about hemorrhoids and your balls the last couple times. So I wanted to be sure we didn't do that way. You had to make up random <laughs> shit about anything, and that's what you chose. <laughs> well, I'm the only one who does it. You get you just like you don't bring anything to the table there, Derek. I don't I don't claim to not <laughs> to deny that though. <laughs> All right, That's right. Welcome he doesn't to... bring anything to the table. Exactly. Not nothing. Welcome to Movies on the Rocks, everybody. This is our hate-filled episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, started off, it started off before we even got drunk, me, making, exactly. me fighting with Derek. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's it. Exactly. Every exactly. <laughs> well, as always, this is Movies on the Rocks. It is I, Tomas, also with Eric. Hello. And Derek. Unfortunately. Uh, every week, Derek's like he's like Mister Grumpy Pants. Like he's it's because just like... it's because we slay this kid for three hours every every other Wednesday. It's a I mean, blend, okay? It's a mix of two things. One, you guys rag on me for three hours every other week, and two, <laughs> I naturally have a state of just kind of like Garf- uh, Garfield. Like I just hate everything. All he's the like time. The, he's resting bitch face, but his whole yes. aura is resting. Bitch face. That's it. You got it. Yeah. Smug son of a bitch that he, he is. He is a smug son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. arrogant smug son of a bitch. <laughs> arrogant is. little bastard. Oh god. <laughs> So, folks, you signed up to watch this. Uh, <laughs> listen to it, whatever it's happening. All right. So, this is Movies on the Rocks. Um, we, um, as always, we're here drinking, talk about movies. Uh, but before we get started with the drinking, let's go ahead, Derek, give us the disclaimer, dude. 
Sure, sure. So, folks, uh, it's called Movies on the Rocks. We're going to drink and uh, enjoy some liquor or alcohol or beer or whatever flavor you want to call that. Um, and as such, uh, we tend to say things that uh, maybe slip of the tongue. Maybe we say things that come out a little bit weird, might be offensive, whatever. If I say something stupid, let me know. Hit me up. Our Instagram is on the on the uh, podcast page. Movies on the uh, Rocks, at Movies on the Rocks 2020. I know it! I know it. <laughs> still, still not 2020 anymore. Anyway, um, as such, though, uh, we invite you guys to drink with us. Assuming that it's legal and safe wherever you are, please join us. Have a beer, have a, beer, have a, have a drink, whatever it is. If you want to smear it off, they won't judge you because they won't know, but they'll judge me for having one here in a minute. So um, should we move oh, on to the beverages? We should. Because let's start with Derek because he just yes. he's going to have a... <laughs> Have a he's having a frosty beverage. Is he's having another truly this week, ladies and gentlemen? He's gonna no, get white girl I'm wasted not. tonight. Yeah, I'm girl wasted. I'm not. I'm not. I, that like, was me just ad libbing. I'm not gonna have a smear enough. I don't have any smear enough like, in the house. Hi, baby. Although I will tell you that every time I've had a smear enough, I've had a good time. Okay? Oh my god! I mean, they do taste okay. good. I mean, I'm not even. Gonna they lie. are. Yeah. They're like they're not, they don't taste bad. They're literally yeah, they water. taste good. It's They're just really frowned good. upon by the elite of the alcohol consumers. It's okay? true. But they do taste really good. I'll give you that. Now, the drink I'm actually happening having right now is uh, Corona Premier. I got to get rid of this stuff. This is, <laughs> I've, had this, I've probably been drinking the same 12-pack for six months now, man. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I need to get rid of it. So that's what I'm having. I might change it up as soon as I finish this, and it'll probably be another predictable choice. So. Bud Light Hard Seltzer. But no, definitely not. <laughs> Do you not remember how much I hated that thing? No. Side note, whenever I had that, what was it, a mango something or other hard seltzer I had the other day? It was a Truly, I think, yeah. on the last podcast. Yeah. Betsy, my wife, everyone, Betsy was a little bit pissed off that I had the only one that we had and she didn't get to taste <laughs> it. And I was like, well, to make things worse, I poured it out down the drain. <laughs> She hasn't been able to drink for the past 10 months, and you came in yeah. and just destroy just, her. I drank the one food. thing. Well, it's a mini fridge. It's full of that truly crap anyway. But. <laughs> Tomas, what are you drinking? I am drinking... I'm drinking uh, some... I'm drinking some Crown and Coke Zero. Oh, damn, Derek. Oh, buddy, did you see Derek's face? Dude. Oh, God, that Corona premiere... Man, maybe I just don't like Corona Premier anymore. <laughs> God. Is it skunk? No. It might be skunked. I don't He know, really dude. literally I mean he took I hey podcast world, I want to point this out. He took a sip of one of the world's lightest beers of all time and it made a fa- he made a face as if he was drinking <laughs> razor blades. It's like he he's like he literally drank the piss from oh, an old woman. Yeah, dude, it was like it was like fire going down his esophagus. What? What's? Okay, we can't read it, bro. Yeah, we can. He's, he's showing. He's showing, he showed us the expiration on the bottle. What's the expiration date? April of this year. Holy shit! Oh wow! Yeah, that's, that's six months ago. Overdue. Oh my so I'm not gonna finish that. Newsflash: I'm changing beers. I'm having a Sapporo Light. <laughs> Why not? Why there not? You go. <laughs> Oh, that, okay. That's that's a familiar face. I'm good. Oh, <laughs> no more razor blades. He looks like he's alive and well. No, thanks. Anyway. Okay, sorry to interrupt. I didn't right. mean to. No I just no made worries. a face and y'all I'm called drinking, me out. I'm drinking. I'm drinking some Crown and Coke. Eh? 
I still have that abnormally large bottle of Crown sitting in my bar, so I'm just trying to kill it now, dude. I have a question, because I don't know enough about this. Um, I've known a handful of folks that have enjoyed Crown. Uh, Mm -hmm. I myself enjoy Crown from time to time. But um, they have... Regular crown, I'm going to call it regular crown. It's the one that's usually yeah. in a purple bag, right? Then they have crown yeah. black, which is in yes. like a black bag. And they, they have, have that apple crown, one. Crown green. What is the green one? Like a green that's, apple one or something? I think that's the apple one. Yeah. I think it's either. Yeah, I think it's green apple. They have a maple one too. Hmm. I mean, and they're this Canadian. This is regular so crown that you're sir. drinking? This is regular crown royal, dude. No issues. What, what is the difference between that and crown black? I have no clue. It's not like blackberries or something. Like I that. don't know, dude. I mean, I just drink it because it's, I have it because of my sister. But otherwise, dude, I wouldn't drink it. Hey, Derek. Well, look, I'm podcast gonna... world, we have the internet, but I'm asking I'm you guys to let to me know. Derek, <laughs> we have this amazing <laughs> utensil called the internet. And, <laughs> this is the same shit. Every time me and my wife have a discussion, I was like, we have the internet. <laughs> <laughs> or as, it, as it said in, this, in uh, Cable Guys, this, which is the movie we're talking about today, the information super highway <laughs> oh my gosh dude this movie i cannot wait to talk about this me too i'm very excited i'm very excited all right eric what are you drinking today dude i am drinking uh since it's october i'm gonna stick with Oktoberfest. i'm probably gonna switch it up at the at the break but just drinking a sam adams Oktoberfest in my sweet new york giants koozie because nice. they won this week which is wonderful yeah. Oh, so you'll reward them with this promotion. <laughs> yes. By putting yeah, the dude. New York Giants koozie on my beer. Schlanza, Schlanza. Meanwhile, Tomas and I were just talking a moment ago about how we've got all these viewer listeners in Europe and oh, yes. in Singapore, and they don't know who the New York Giants are. <laughs> That's, you don't know that. There's a lot of international yeah, no, we, football we literally... fans out there, Derek. There are, believe it or not. Well, hey, folks, if you're out in Singapore, let us know that you heard this so you can prove Eric right. I would love to be wrong here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, we're, we're getting, we're getting, uh, I think, I think Eric actually is having some issues with his computer. Well, oh, well, I guess we'll carry on without him. Let's just carry on right now, <laughs> right now without him. All right. So, basically, so, like, yeah, I was telling uh, people who are listening, I was telling. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Eric can't reply, so I'm just going to finish his sentence for him. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> this is great. But oh, my since, God. Since he just could not find the perfect anime to select for this movie, oh God. I am so pumped that he picked Cable Guy because it's, it's a good movie, but just the fact that he really wanted to pick an anime first, no, he tried. Yeah. I don't think that's the case, dude. I'm pretty sure. You can tell it in the tone of his voice. He just wanted to watch. You know. You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe. Maybe anime. (laughs) Maybe he was burnt out. We just come off of an anime streak with my sequel, so it must have been Marvel, right? uh, Totally Marvel. Totally Marvel. He loves Marvel all the time. Well, all the time. um, uh, maybe maybe uh, Marvel slash Disney will buy the cable guy so that they can bring it into the MCU and yeah. bring all these superheroes together. He would be, be perfect. Great. Why not? He would be great. Okay. He would be great. Oh my god, that's horrible. <laughs> I feel so bad for him because he can't defend himself. You know oh what? Oh my god. You get crappy internet. You get to tell the whole world how much you love anime and Marvel, and that's that's your favorite <laughs> thing ever. And you know, when his internet comes back, then he has a choice to tell the world otherwise. But until then, he loves that he could have had a Marvel movie. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. 
<laughs> he's so mad right now. Yeah, he's he's just livid. Everyone at home, he's Excuse he's me? there's a glowing red coming from his face. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> what are you what are you guys talking about here? Huh? <laughs> I was just silence? finishing the sentence for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my uh, god! Dude. Well, I'm this sorry about be, my this connectivity. Be a rough night. Hopefully, hopefully it's... it doesn't keep happening. Sorry. No worries, no worries, dude. Did All we right, go so... over your drink yet, Eric? No, he hasn't yeah, even we... talked about his drink. Oh, we did. Yeah, he's got the yeah, yeah. he got the Oktoberfest. So oh, he's... this, yeah, this yeah. episode's going to be a disaster. Sorry for our foreign fans out there, the only ones yeah. that listen to us. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so... oh, yeah, no, I was, I was telling you, man. It's it's if you got Germany, hello, Singapore, Brazil, France, Spain. Dude, it's it's nuts. It's nuts. Super excited about that, bro. We gotta find out if they uh, if they're Giants fans. If they are, send them a DM. Send us a DM <laughs> and let us know. If, not that you're Giants fans, just if you know who the Giants are and you're you live internationally. Mm-hmm. I bet you you're, we're gonna get some responses. Yeah, for real, man. Let us know. Let us know. All right. So since we've gone through the drinks and we've gone through all that other crap, and of course Derek's shitty internet service. Let's go no, ahead and take it. Don't talk shit about my internet. <laughs> I know. I'm talking about Derek because I want to shit on Derek right now. So, <laughs> all right, Eric's shitty internet service. We're going to go ahead and take it to the news desk. News of the day. News of the day. News of the day. News of the day. And today. October the 6th, in the year of our Lord, 2021. We, there's a few things. (laughs) Eric's really delayed, dude. (laughs) Oh my God, this is going to be horrible today. All right, so let's just have some fun here. All right, so as far as news is concerned, we had a few things. But um, I have two to share if you want. Oh, you have two? Go ahead, man. Knock yourself out, bro. Okay, I'm going to start light. First off, did you guys see that Scarlett Johansson and Disney settled? Yes, nope, I did. As don't care. <laughs> That's why I'm starting there. So um, they settled for, oh, it's, it's undisclosed, but she sought $50 million payout. because. And for anybody who wasn't around whenever we brought up this story a while back, Disney released Black Widow online in, as well as in theaters, I think. Yeah. Instead of exclusively um, in theaters where uh, conceivably there could have been a higher payout because she, she was getting points on, I guess, box office sales or something like that. And conceivably she missed out on a lot of those that revenue and i think they said something like 20 million dollars is all that she made which is a lot of money but it's what she's worth they were willing to pay her for it right so all that said now they've apparently settled here's my question do you think this actually changes anything do you think disney's gonna actually pay attention moving forward to like where they release things they're just gonna do whatever they want and clean it up in the i'm i'm gonna go ahead and answer that as a big fuck to the no they don't care. <laughs> no, they dude. They don't care. Why would <sighs> they care? Why would they care? There's no need. They're printing money. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Because They're it's Amazon. an unplanned expense, dude. It's not <laughs> that they can't afford it. It's that they didn't plan to spend that money. Well, when you have only Scarlett Johansson, but then you have, you know, The Rock not complaining about it, and then you have, 
You don't have what's her name, uh, Emma Stone, not complaining about it. What did The Rock do? Didn't he the had, had Jungle Cruise? No, but he had Jungle Cruise, man. Oh shit, I, I, I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, okay, and, yeah. He, and he and people asked him, "Are you going to sue Disney for going?" He's like, "No." <laughs> he just was like, "No." You no, because he's got like ten more paydays coming from those folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's not like as if they weren't going to make money. They're still going to make millions of dollars. It's just that she lost out on them, maybe. A, few million more but i mean literally she made probably 20 to 30 million dollars off black widow hands down yeah. she's just yeah and and, and she made that much and 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 she's she's just pissed because well actually i don't think she's pissed per se i think her lawyers are pissed or her agents pissed because she missed out on some like some like you know percentages you know like like yeah, incentives man. on her contract here here's the thing here's the thing Here's my problem. Because you could argue that she doesn't deserve to make that much. Sure. But the contract was signed. Oh, no, no, no. Right? They agreed that. to pay this amount of money. But I think that there's a, a bigger thing to, to point out that it's not whether or not she wanted to. Necess- I, I don't think the problem is whether or not she wanted to sue. The problem is they signed a contract. It's in ink. Right, same it's printed. Mm-hmm. Right, they agreed to this, and renegotiating that without all parties agreeing isn't fair. Plain and simple. Now, yeah, we should argue all day long about whether actors and actresses are paid fairly, especially compared to all of the other people that are involved in the production and distribution of a movie and all the work that they do. But you know, I mean. There is a level of demand that made this movie make that much money, possibly because she was involved, as you know, uh, Scarlett Johansson uh, and her 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 clout or I, whatever you want to call it. It wouldn't have mattered who Black Widow was; it would have made the same amount of money. Yeah, because I mean, the only reason why she made that much money and in the movie based money is because she has twenty years of mo- ten years ten years of movies behind her where she's portrayed the Black Widow. So it's like it's just the, right now it's just it's the it's it's the the what the, the, the tail wagging the dog at this point. I mean she's leading she's in front because she's Black Widow, and because she's played Black Widow in the past, people want to continue to watch her as Black Widow. But you don't okay. But oh, so you're saying that she, they they could have uh, paid anybody to be Black Widow at this point. Any amount of money, and it well, would have still done well. I mean, Florence Pugh is now Black Widow. She's going to take over the Black Widow mantle. She's going to be White Widow. So she's going to be taking over the Black Widow mantle from now on because Scarlett Johansson's character is dead. I mean, she's dead. Unless she shows up again. I mean, I know the adage in comics where no nobody's, care, dead. nobody's dead except, except Uncle Logan, Ben. Except Uncle Ben. That's it. Yeah. And no one in comic, everyone in comics is, 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 no one in comics is dead unless you're Uncle Ben. That's it. But, I mean, Florence Pugh has taken over the mantle, and she's going to be, you know, the widow from now on. She's going to be Black Widow, White Widow, whatever the fuck they want to call her from now on. She's going to be that person. So that's her deal at the moment. So, but yeah, I mean, that's what's going on right now. But you don't think that, okay, like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure that the very first movie that Black Widow was in, that Scarlett Johansson was in as Black Widow, I'm sure that she didn't make as much money in that movie, right? It's conceivable that she probably didn't make, you know, $50 what, in million. Black Widow? Or... In Black Widow? No, 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 no. Like, like the first Avengers or whatever that had Scarlett Johansson in it. 
Well, no, she yeah, probably didn't make as much. The films weren't pro- quite at, as big then. Really, right? at that point, at that point, the only one who was making a lot of money was Robert Downey Jr. because he was Robert Downey Jr. and he was Iron Man at that point. I mean, they were giving him every. I mean, up at, at Avengers after Avengers, he was on single movie contracts. But what I, I mean though is after, like after okay, Robert Downey after Jr. Did, after he did Iron Man three, sorry, after he did Iron Man three, every movie he was in was a single movie contract. So they just backed up the money truck to his house and just dumped it for every movie because he he didn't have a multi-movie contract at that point. Everyone else did. But what I'm saying, though, is like Robert Downey Jr. is another good example. He started off doing Iron Man 1, right? Probably not as big a movie as some of the current Avengers or Marvel movies. Then he did Iron Man 2 and then 3. And he's, he's probably seen a pay raise after each of these. And then whenever it finally got to the Avengers where we're doing like a 300 or $400 million budget, yeah, they're going to pay him more because he's mm-hmm. done the last couple movies. They need mm-hmm. him as an actor now because he's cemented as the role. Yeah. And isn't that what Scarlett Johansson has basically done the same thing? Maybe starting later, she didn't come from Iron Man 1, right? She was she later on. Iron Man 2. She was in Iron Man 2. There you go, right? So progressively making a pay raise and them agreeing to pay this pay raise. So I don't think anyone could have played Black Widow if they were already like on board with her. Well, that's because at that point she had already signed the multi-movie contract. See, everybody, except for Robert Downey Jr., everybody signed a six-movie deal. Okay. Like, Nicolas Cage, he actually, Nicolas Cage, sorry, Nicolas Cage, fuck me. Um, Samuel L. Jackson actually had like a nine-movie deal. He had actually signed the nine movie deal. So it's just, it's one of those things, dude. So it's, I can see where you're going, but I think Black Widow, I think the last movie, and I think Endgame, I think those were, those were singular moves for her. So she had her own contract already set up. Cool. Well, I don't know. I thought, I, I kind of, I, I definitely don't agree with how much some uh, talent in, in the film industry makes. Mm-hmm. relative to what some of the other hands involved in the industry make, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, I think there's a really strong argument to spend more on visual effects like than what we pay them today because yeah. a lot of those people don't make a whole lot of money. And I'm sure there are other professions in the movie industry that are treated the same way that probably should be making a little bit more and maybe the talent on front of the camera making a little bit less, right? Mm-hmm. Possibly, right? Yeah. I don't know what those numbers look like. I don't know about the ratios, all that kind of stuff. But um, ultimately, there are a lot of people that I think that go underappreciated because there's a a face in front of the screen that is well recognized. You know, I can see that. I can see that, dude. But um, either way, I mean, it just depends on the person. I mean, there was. I mean, I know that I remember like reading when like Forrest Gump had come out, and I know that. Uh, Tom Hanks kind of gave up like his salary for Forrest Gump at, at a certain point, or at least a piece, most of his salary for Forrest Gump. But he had back end incentives, which is what this whole lawsuit was about. Was about back end incentives, mm-hmm. and he had mad back end points on that movie. After Forrest Gump did whatever it did, he cleared for himself, which I think his salary for that movie I think was like at that point was like seven million dollars for the salary. He cleared over $50 million just in back-end incentives and points on the movie. Because mm. he hit so many, because he hit so many, like, like levels. 
in their eyes. He had so many incentives on his contract, he made like $50 million. Like the studio had to pay him that. So that's what it was about. It was about her incentives that were listed in the contract because they were expecting this to go just gangbusters and then COVID fucked the world up. Oh, yeah, and they held the movie for... Exactly. Well, I mean, forever. A year. A year, for a year. Right? Yeah, it was supposed to come out summer of 2020 and it didn't come out until summer of 2021. It was supposed to be no, it was supposed to be in May of 2020, or yes, May of 2020, and then come out till something. And De- Eric is over here, literally just fuming because he wants to talk. And I want to talk about Marvel. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, guys. I'm falling asleep. So uh, let's, <laughs> let's, uh, all right, let's, let's go let's to the move next along here. Let's move along. We're gonna move along. I think we've beaten that dead horse to, to, to the to the to the nth degree. Derek, what's the what's the other article you want to talk about, dude? Oh, okay. I'll go in again. Um, so the one, uh, and I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, I'm probably wrong, apparently, but um, did you guys have you you guys see the show, The Squid Game? No, I want to watch no, it though. I want to watch, okay. to watch it. Yeah. My daughter was like, "Can I watch it?" I'm like, "No, mm, hard no. no. <laughs> That's a hard. That is a hard no, Layla. No." Okay, so uh, I started watching. Oh, for anybody who's listening, there's a show called Squid Games Netflix. Uh, released. I don't know who produced it, but they released it, and um, it was primarily. The weird thing is, like this is the show has gone very popular, very viral, and it's not the original show of its type. There was a show that came out like six months ago called uh, Alice in Borderland, and it was the same show but in Japan with Japanese people. All the time, all, the, all that aside, the show has gone crazy. Um, Super, super popular, very violent show. And it quite literally nearly killed the internet, like shut it all down, ISPs and all, in South Korea, where this show was geared, aimed towards, like the demographic it was aimed towards. And that's awesome. And yeah, it was that popular. They were, everyone in South Korea was trying to stream this show from Netflix and it was shut it, like it would, they were hitting their threshold. They couldn't handle this much bandwidth. Um, basically, like Black Friday, but with no warning, right? Um, and the South Korean ISPs are suing Netflix saying that Netflix needs to be paying some sort of fee to, to carry Netflix traffic across their internet provider to their customers. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) I have to tell you, I have to tell you first, um, companies like Amazon and Apple and, um, most major streaming providers, uh, like YouTube included, they all pay the internet service providers in South Korea. That is a very common practice in that country. Absolutely. Um, wow. I don't agree with this. I don't agree yeah. with it, but um, they, they will companies that generate a large portion of internet traffic, they will pay the internet provider because, hey, I'm causing all this traffic on your network. So I'm going to pay you to get my connect my services to your customers. How about that's the people absurd. that are are paying you to use their service? How about for that? real? Like, what? like that's what? that's what needs to what that's absurd. Well, okay. So I, again, I don't agree with this practice. I understand where they're coming from, though, because if you think about some things like we had these problems here in America for a long time, and the way that our ISPs across the country solved for it was network. Uh, Threshold caps, like they limited how much data you could use so that the network didn't get congested without them increasing, like customers would pay more money when it got congested, essentially, and it would help cover this cost. Well, they can't do that in South Korea. So they had to find another solution from another angle for that problem. Why can't they do that in South Korea? 
it's one of their laws. I, I don't know if it's that's, a founded so, law. Like, so it should weird be changed. But. South Korea is literally the most wired, like, it's the most internet-heavy country in the world. In the world. Yeah. yeah. In the and, and world. And it's, it's one Even of the... more so than Japan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the countries... Um, in that area of the world, uh, like New Zealand, would I would lump in there as well. They have a lot of really robust internet providers, right? Um, and like the idea of getting a gigabit internet is really common in that side of the world, whereas yeah. it's very new in America here. It's only been in the last couple of years we've been able to do that stuff. All that being said, my point that I'm getting to, um, I don't... I don't know if uh, we can solve the world's problems today on this show, but maybe we can find a better solution <laughs> than Netflix paying a fee. Uh, and and my vote is raise the customer cost. If people want access to things like Netflix, they maybe just, they pay higher. They just raised it, though. Well, oh, you mean no, in no, no, Korea? You mean in specifically no. South Korea? No, so so once upon a time, and you guys can Google this, once upon a time, there were internet plans that you would buy from, let's say, hypothetically, you would sign up with Comcast or Verizon oh, or AT&T, okay, okay. and you'd have a plan that gave you access to Netflix. But if you didn't have that plan, then when you typed in Netflix.com, it wouldn't load, right? And that used to be the way that the internet plans work. Now, this is long ago. This is probably in the early 2000s, late 90s, but Google it. I promise you it exists. You would pay for a plan that could do only email, and it would literally oh, only give you access yes. to things like AOL or Yahoo Mail yes. or okay. Gmail or whatever. Okay. Yeah, you're you right. play for you're a bigger right. plan and get access to things right. like Netflix and Amazon. And so maybe that is their solution. Just make some different plans, and people who want access to Netflix would pay a little bit more, and people who want access to only email would pay a lot less, right? So my thought is that's what I think they ought to do instead of billing Netflix. What do you guys think? I think this is just fucking just deal with it and just have Netflix do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, I think you should have. No, I agree. I think they should build. I kind of agree with them. Build a more robust system that will carry the load. Because, because that's, how are that's we, what our how ISPs are we able do. To do that? Yeah, how are we able to do that? And they're not. It's, yeah, that's just we. That's how that's how our ISPs do. They're like, oh shit, we gotta we gotta build like you said. We did more data caps. Or, that's how we fix yeah. it. We pay made we customers pay caps. for data. How many, you have a data cap right now, bro? Do you have a data cap? I do. Yeah. No, you don't. Tomorrow, you have a month. data cap. I mean, it comes up on my feed, but I never hit it. And even I, if I, I, hit, I don't, even if even if I hit it, I know I don't see any damage. Like I don't feel you any have a difference. terabyte a month, and he doesn't even see the damage. I quote unquote have unlimited. I'm sure there's a cap somewhere, but it's yeah. probably like a terabyte again. Like there is no such thing as a data a data cap, really. There isn't, unless you have a server that's mining for Bitcoin. Like, you're not going to hit <laughs> that data cap. So, like, Seriously, you yeah. can do the same thing. You know, you could they could do the same thing in, in South... Like, build a more robust network. They have the infrastructure to do it. You know? They can do it. I, I don't doubt that they have the infrastructure or the talent. I doubt that they have the capital to pay for it. And that's why they would charge people a fee of some sort, Right. Um, whether it be like, hey, you used a lot of Netflix and now you pay more, right? I think what I think is happening is that they're trying to, I think the man is trying to bring us down, dude. That's what I think is happening, bro. You know, one other thing we haven't considered here, which very well is possible, is I know that in many countries, internet service providers are seen as a utility and they are often um, taxed as such and regulated yeah. as such and maybe they yeah. can only charge so much. 
Mm-hmm. And if there's not a way to make the money with the limp fence that you've been given to live within, you know, then your only option is, hey, Netflix, I need you to pay or somebody give me some money, right? Yeah. But if I don't know. If it is a utility, wouldn't that make it more important? Like, agree. But for for Netflix, though, for Netflix, though, I mean, I hear you, but it's still (laughs) a utility. I hear you. All that aside, Squid Games is not my top shelf, but it's a great show. Y'all ought to check it out. And if you want to see one that's a little bit better and earlier, it's called Alice in Borderland, also on Netflix. All right, I've, I've I've thought about watching Squid Game. It's it's definitely on my list. But yeah, my daughter was like, can I watch it? I'm like, no. Super no. violent. Very gory. No. She's like, and then like, she's like, but then Madrina, like her godmother's like, Madrina and her kids have seen it. I'm like, why have they seen it? She's like, oh no, but she let them watch. I'm like, no, I'm not going to have you watch that. She's like, I want to talk horror. to them anymore. She's like, I want to watch a horror movie too. I'm yeah, like, okay. Madrina's I know. Just, I go, I go. I go, you're 12 years old, so I'll let you watch The Conjuring because that's PG-13. And you're going to – I told her flat out – these are my exact words, and you'll shit your pants. Yeah. And I go – I go, and then, of course, I'll let you watch Poltergeist 1 and 2 because they're both PG. Strangely enough, those movies yeah. are PG. Yeah, they are. And they're pretty and they're, pretty scary. And they're, and they're frightening yeah. for a PG yeah. movie. Absolutely yeah. frightening. Like, And I, t- I, was talking to my, I was talking to my brother. I was talking to Goody. And he was like – I go, Goody – in your mind, I go, I know the answer for me. I go, but in your mind, what's scarier? Poltergeist 1 or Poltergeist 2? And he's like, Poltergeist 1 is scary, but it's it's got some imagery that scares you. But Poltergeist 2, he's like, Poltergeist 2 scares me the whole way through because of the old preacher. I'm like, yeah, he scares yeah, the fuck out creepy. of me, dude. Yeah, like the whole creepy. time he's there, he just scares I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. He scares me the entire movie. Like, can we not talk about horror movies? Oh, okay. you have to put Derek, it with what's coming Derek. next. All right, Derek, why don't you stop talking about Marvel then? Okay, bro. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Are I you telling one. me that you have the same nightmares at night about Marvel? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. He has a recurring. Oh, I can't dream. wait. I can't wait to like get Reba to like slowly whisper Marvel in your sleep into your ear. <laughs> He's got. A, he's, he he has he has a recurring dream of uh, Captain America in Endgame saying like that is the ass of America. That's there you go. There game. you go. That's recurring <laughs> dream. Every time. So <laughs> Anyways, all right. So let me give you this. All right. So this is just this is for fun, shits and giggles. But I think it's actually a beautiful thing. All right. So the other day, um, Elijah Wood, I think national treasure, Elijah Wood. Um, he was actually on um, Dax Shepard's podcast. Um, this is podcast. so good. I heard it because I listened to the podcast. This is the best, and I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. This is the best yeah. thing ever. I was so happy about this. It's, yeah. such, it's such a fuck you. It's yeah. great. Yes. yes. All right, so he was on Dax Shepard's podcast, The Armchair Expert. Um, if anybody doesn't know who Dax Shepard is, he's a comedian, actor. He he first came out on a punked. Um, that's when he kind of great got started. Podcaster too. Great and podcaster. Then, and he's married to Kristen Bell. And he's he's like swole recently, yeah. which is wild. But he's married to Kristen Bell. And he has a podcast, which I've never heard, but it's, it's, according to you, it sounds good. It's very so, good. Yeah. So he had Elijah, Elijah Wood on the show. And Elijah Wood was talking about that during, during uh, the filming of Lord of the Rings, uh, specifically during the filming of Return of the King, when they were filming the Return of the King parts, um, there was Peter Jackson hated Harvey Weinstein. He never said anything, but he hated Harvey Weinstein because Harvey Weinstein at that point was 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 before they started filming was the producer of Lord of the Rings, and he was giving him all this heartache over it. But when he finally got out from under Harvey Weinstein and got under got with Bob Shea and some other people, he 
created an orc that looks like Harvey Weinstein. So if anybody wants to know, and it's a, and it's a, it's because he wanted to do it as a complete fuck you to Harvey Weinstein because he knew Harvey Weinstein was a horrible and despicable individual, not because of the stuff that happened with Me Too, because at that point he probably didn't know about it. He maybe was hearing about it, but he didn't know about it per se. But he wanted to say a fuck you to Harvey Weinstein. So what he did is that he created the character, or at least the the, the makeup effect of Gothmog. Now, if nobody knows who Gothmog is, when you're watching Return of the King, he is the leader of the orcs, the white orc dude who's like all fucked up in the face, who looks like he he looks like he like had a stroke in the movie. Like half of his face is like limping down and he's like mm-hmm. running the orcs. And that 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 makeup is based on Harvey Weinstein's face. And when I found out about it, I looked him up like, is it this dude? And it's him. I laughed so hard. Oh, I didn't look so it like, up. He looks like look Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Look it up. Gothmog, Gothmog is the one that they, they call the white orc, right? The white Whatever orc, yes. Yeah. Yes, he's the white orc. Look at the image, dude. dude. It's hilarious, That's bro. so good. Uh, it's so good. Now, the funny thing is also is that is that when you think about it, like there was also like I was listening to a podcast uh, called Life is Short with uh, Justin Long, and he had um, he had which is another good podcast. He has celebrities every week on his show, and he had um, what's her name, Mira Sorvino, on the show. Now he had her on the show because she was in Hollywoodland, the the Ryan Murphy miniseries that had just been when that had just come out. And she told the story because she was a big Me Too person during the whole thing. Like she had a huge Me Too thing. She was like the front runner. Like she like she's like one of the people that started the whole Me Too movement. And she told the story that she won the Academy Award. And as soon as she won the Academy Award, Harvey Weinstein did overtures toward her and like did what he did to other people, other women, to her. And when he did that, she like totally said no to him, and he shut down basically her life. Like her life was a piece of shit after that point. She wasn't being hired for anything. She had just mm-hmm. been hired. She just wanted. Oh, yeah. he kind of it blackballed her yeah. about like whatever she wanted. To be oh no 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 yeah she, she had career. FYI she had been cast in Lord of the Rings. She had Liv Tyler's role in Lord of the Rings, and when she and when she said fuck you to Harvey Weinstein. He told Peter Jackson he couldn't bring her on, and so that totally like shut her down. She said like, "Dude, she that guy is such a piece of shit." Like he was like, such a piece of shit. Like, and oh, she yeah. found out about that. Like she found out like twenty years later, like ten years later. She's when the whole Me Too movement was happening. Like Peter Jackson called her and said, "Hey." This is the worst mistake I ever did. He's like, not that Liv Tyler was a part of it because she did a great job, but because of what I did to you, how my part, what a part I played in your career at that point, and I apologize profusely for it. He said, I had you as uh, Eowyn, I think that's her name, right, in the movie, Eowyn, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which was Liv Tyler's role. He's like, I had you as her role, and he told me that if I wanted any money, from the Weinstein Corporation for the motion picture through New Line, because he was running New Line at that point, he had to get rid of her and recast Liv Tyler. Dude, look, that guy look, is such there's... a scumbag. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's what I mean. He is a grade A piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, but but we, we 
this isn't news. We knew we knew that he was an asshole a year. Oh and no, a half no, no, ago. yeah, but like right. you're but ruining his... people's careers, man. He ruined like, her it's... career for twenty years, dude. He literally this ruined her career. News, but like the, every time I hear a new story, it just makes me more frustrated. You it's know? it just points out to me how there are some some folks that are in charge uh, probably shouldn't be, and. Um, uh, you definitely shouldn't be probably micromanaging uh, other people's projects, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever you're not the one who took it on, right? You're not the one yeah. who's passionate about the project yeah. to, to drive it through to completion. Oh, no, no, um, yeah. He, he, what, you, you see what, what he did to uh, Peter Jackson was insane also. Like, do you hear, he said that, think about, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, think go about ahead. that too, Derek, what you just said. Like, you probably shouldn't be micromanaging projects. You know, part of a producer's job is to micromanage it's part of it okay that's that is something yeah. there to make sure that the ball's rolling but to micromanage it to the point where you're like you can't use her if you want you're pretty much blackmailing him saying if you need money for this you cannot use mira servino it's just a well, whole nother level of disgust to me you're yeah you're, because you're i mean it's the it's, creative process that way too it's i think there's i think there's a common occurrence in a lot of movies where, uh, you know, maybe a company isn't willing to give you money if you don't have a big name attached, right? But that wasn't this case here. No. Right? That was, I don't, yeah, I don't no. like so-and-so, replace it with such-and-such, right? Yeah. Not, not, you don't have enough clout or names for this movie to be successful and make our investment back. That's, that's a different, and I don't know that I even like that first conversation, but it's common that first conversation, and I, that I guess makes, it's, that holds more weight to me than don't choose her because she wouldn't because I said you so, off, right? You know, or whatever it is that he would wanted, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's a yeah, problem I mean, to me, you know. Oh it's no, no, disg- and, it just makes me so mad every time I hear another story about him. Yeah, and I mean, and it it, it, it makes me upset because it's like this guy was literally running, like I guess you could almost say like the independent arm of Hollywood. For years, yeah, as the head of Miramax, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 it just makes you upset that this fucking piece of shit had all this time, and there was I'm sure this everyone knew what was happening, but no one did anything because they were worried for their careers, except for a few people like Mira Sorvino and Sama Hayek. Like Sama Hayek was one of those women that like totally like told him to fuck off, like from the from the jump, and she didn't care who knew. Like she was all about it. The Latinas, man, they don't mess around. Yeah, bro. Yeah, the, <laughs> Latina, the, Thai, the Latina and the Italian yeah, chicks, bro. Yeah, bro. No, they don't joke but around. Was, he, this was another piece that he came out in the, and I'm you heard this part too, is that he like Peter Jackson was like he asked Weinstein that he wanted to get another producer because Weinstein was threatening him to replace him. Weinstein was threatening Peter Jackson to replace him on the movie. He said he was going to put like Quentin Tarantino or John Madden because he gave he did uh, Shakespeare in Love recently, and Quentin Tarantino was his like darling in Miramax. And Quentin Tarantino and so he told wasn't going to direct no Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. He's like, no, he want to do that. going to happen. Can you imagine no. if that story started at the end and you're like, yeah. oh, it's in the volcano. That's it. Uh, <laughs> you know, but no, but he said, but then like Weinstein was like, all right. You want to get another producer? Because he might, because Jackson wants to get another producer. He's like, I'm going to get another producer, man, because you can't, I can't do this with you. He's like, yeah. all right, I'll get you, go get another producer. But you know what? You have, you have one weekend to find the new producer. He gave him three days to find a producer, dude. For like dude. a $200 million film. 
and yeah. Weinstein yeah. had told, and Weinstein never told him his budget. By the way, Weinstein told didn't tell Peter Jackson that he was only fronting seventy five million dollars for a two movie deal. Like he Wait, only th- he was going to give him seventy five for two. I don't remember this part. Seventy five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For he two said would Weinstein films. agreed to produce at least two films, but capped the budget at seventy five million dollars. A move he hid from Jackson. So he capped then, in total seventy five in total seventy five million dollars. Wow. And he, so, like, what they what the team the did, sweeping landscapes that were in that movie alone yeah. couldn't have been Cost. bought for seventy five no. million dollars. No. no, 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 no. Not only that, dude. I mean. I mean, the, the cost of Hobbiton was probably more than $75 million, bro. Dude, yeah. Their no, visual effects like, budget alone like, was more than that. <laughs> yeah, no, like, so, like, the team, like, to, to get some speed on it, they leaked the script. So that's how they got, <laughs> that's how the project was then picked up by Bob Shea, who was the founder of New Line before I went to Warner Brothers. He was the founder of New Line, and he agreed to make all three movies. And so then that's why Jack Peter Jackson got out of under underneath Weinstein. But how crazy is that shit, dude? dude because look, look, at for that a point, lot of reasons, at that point, at that point people should have known. At that point, it was still. At that yeah. point, it was still under Miramax. It was still under Miramax because Miramax was the one that was producing the movie. And so then, when it went to New Line, boom, that's what happened. It's what happens when you give the wrong person too much power, man. And also, real, someone dude. who doesn't know how to handle it, and it got to his head, and like to do perverse things to people because he had the he had a power position to do so like yeah ugh, it makes me like i again i derek's so right like this is old news but like yet it's still yeah. very frustrating to hear this yeah look, look here's new, here's some new news out, for you and new things fuck come out guy. all the time yeah that's some that son of a bitch is sitting in a wheelchair Maybe if he's truly in a wheelchair, if it's yeah. not just court, you know, like him looking like that for court, he probably when he gets home gets up out of the wheelchair and like you know tries to rape his maid. Who knows? Dude? Look, I mean, I'll give you knows? some good news here. He got supposedly got COVID twice whenever he was in his first incarceration. He's been extradited to California. He's been extradited to California for a no, new sex con. No, are you lying? It is on his Wikipedia. <laughs> this is some good news. He's gotten COVID twice. That's amazing. He so in prison. He supposedly has been self, He's been isolated from the general populace God, twice for because of COVID symptoms, and then he was extradited to California to stand trial for some dude, more rape convictions. So dude, I am, here we go, dude. Like he. Every time I think about that dude, it's like I love movies and all, and 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 I, I can't say like I love Miramax. Miramax. Oh, you like movies, Thomas. Okay. I love movies. If you didn't know that, Derek, oh, Eric, and Derek, I wow. love. Is that a prerequisite pictures. to get in this room? Is that what we have to do? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's but why I keep I'm wondering the, why you're here, Derek. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. apparently you love cartoons. But yeah, hey, yeah. oh god, that hurts my soul. <laughs> but no, but what I'm saying is that, like, like I, you know, I grew up, and you know, my formative years was Miramax. You know, independent movies from the nineties, yeah, like Miramax and Dimension and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it just yeah. it hurt. It makes me so mad that somebody like this existed. Like, this isn't like the fucking. This isn't the golden age of cinema, which we knew that shit ran rampant. You know, those yeah. fucking producers were screwing the girls all the time. But this is like in the 90s, and they still could do it at that point, especially this dude. And it yeah. was just like, God, what a what an absolute... It makes me so... I get so upset. I'm sorry. I get so upset. It makes me... And as a father of girls, like I'm just like... It makes me so yeah, upset. Yeah, that brings it like, to another a, level. An yeah. absolute just 
absolute piece of shit. Like, just a piece of shit. Especially what he tried to do to Mira Sorvino, the daughter of Paul Sorvino. But it's not I mean, just Mira, things. too. Think yeah. about all the people he did these things to, All the to, women. Man. All the women, dude. Yeah. Who just he Ugh. he had overtures with so many women and they just and it is it, what a piece of shit. God. There's a did there's a special hear, place in hell for that fucker. Did you guys hear about a really great it's like this just for the proof. I don't know if I mentioned this to you or if I talked to this with other people. We might have talked about this on the podcast before, so I apologize if so. But how people say that Brad Pitt is like the greatest guy in Hollywood, like that's like the word on the street is that Brad Pitt is just a great guy. I think we lost him right now. Something about Brad Pitt. Anyways. All right. Well, we do, we're going back. We had a little problem again. Eric, please continue with the story you were saying about Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Pitt. So Brad Pitt, greatest guy in Hollywood, apparently. He was dating Gwyneth Paltrow back in the 90s at some point. They had broken up, and Gwyneth Paltrow was telling this story, and I believe I was hearing her tell it on a podcast. I don't remember which one. It might have been Dax Shepard's podcast, actually. But... Either way, she was talking about how there was, she was telling Brad Pitt, which her and him were just friends at the time. I think this was after they were dating. She told Brad Pitt about advances that, that, uh, um, that Harvey Weinstein was making towards her. So she was upset with it about it. She told him about it. And he said, she said that he completely lost his mind. And Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, yeah. Brad Pitt lost his mind. Went to go fight Harvey Weinstein <laughs> and had to be held back by multiple people because he was gonna beat the shit out of Harvey Weinstein. And apparently, that's a true story because of what he did to Gwyneth Paltrow. Apparently, after that, nothing ever happened to Gwyneth Paltrow ever again. Okay, so I have a couple questions here. First, um, do we know how old Brad Pitt was when he did this? Uh, so it was the 90s. He was probably in his 30s because he's yeah. like, you know, he's like around 50 or over 50 at this point. Yeah, yeah. Because so. he's like, like I think when he when he did um, when he did uh, Thelma and Louise, he was like 31. So 32. I yeah. Thelma and Louise. I mean, oh, he was that old. Yeah, he was already in his 30s, but that happened. Yeah, dude. Oh shit! Okay, I didn't realize that. Okay, yeah. So he's Brad in Pitt his 50s is 57 now. now. Yeah, yeah. He's so, old, yeah. yeah he's 90s. Old. He would have been about 30. So he yeah. would have been in his 30s, yeah. Maybe early 30s, but yeah. And he was already a huge household name at that point, so um, I think him fighting Harvey Weinstein wouldn't have hurt How his career. How did that alone <laughs> like, not, not blow him out? Yep, and also too, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he would have been like... He, he, he probably would... I mean, knowing how Brad Pitt is, like, supposedly, like, I mean, that, that kind of situation with him, he probably would have beat the shit out of Harvey Oh, yeah, no, like, he would have destroyed him. Beat him to him. a pulp. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently, like he was held back by like multiple people. Like he lost his mind because he was thought it was completely inappropriate, which I completely get. <laughs> I totally understand it. And plus, this is somebody who's his. We agree, player. completely yeah. inappropriate, one hundred percent. All right, so we're having a little bit of a technical difficulty because Eric's a douchebag and and loves Marvel of, and anime, one hundred percent. And you know, he was saying the other day that his favorite anime series is Wonder Egg Priority. Oh, God, he said, don't even fucking get me started. <laughs> I hope he listens to this part of the recording. Did you, oh, did, did you at least watch Ted Lasso? Dude, I will not comment You're on such if a I fucking have seen prank. it. You're a prick. You won't have, you, he's won't even watch Wonder Egg Priority, and you won't watch it's Ted the Lasso. Deal. It's the deal. Just watch Ted Lasso. That way, if you watch Ted Lasso, you know what happens? If you watch Ted Lasso, you he, he's like, you're like, 
I have something on you. Like I'm one upping you at this point. You know, like I am the better man because I followed through on my deal. And then you guilt him into watching anime. I think it's a great deal. Okay. You remember in the matrix where he was offered the red pill or the blue pill? Yes. Which pill was it that got him into the matrix? It was blue, right? I think so. That's just, I don't know. I'm just going to say blue. This is great. That. Here's here's the the clue. Anybody who listens to the podcast, because Eric will never hear this part. Anybody who <laughs> listens to the podcast, when I've seen it, I will tell you blue pill. <laughs> and just only we will know. It. Eric will never have a clue. Yeah. And just watch it, dude. Just I'm going to watch it. it. I'll watch, watch it. it. Watch it for and me. You know, when I come about back, Eric, we can just say forget it. Forget about Eric. Just be a good friend and watch it for me, Derek. <laughs> watch it for me. Oh, God. It will, it will make your heart happy. My Sapporo is getting light. I need to go find another beer that's not All right. expired. All right. Just so we know, everybody, we're on our refill break now. What a fucking episode. This is fucking great. This reminds me of our breakdowns with my brother. So it's just great to even experience again a year and a half into it. But uh, time to go out there. Go ahead. Leak the lizard. See a man about a dog. Go ahead and uh, what's the word? What was it we used to say? Shake uh, the dew from the lily. Shake the dew off the lily. All right. All right, we'll see you in a bit, guys. Peace. All right, bye. We are back from the refill portion of the episode, as I say every episode. Uh, hopefully, uh, Eric has uh, repaired any type of internet issues that he has currently with his ISP. Well, I only I only get one point five megabits per second, so <laughs> okay. that's the plan that I'm on. So that's the reason why I didn't realize you lived in a senior home. So yeah, okay, cool. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he lives in a senior living. I live facility. in a senior home in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay so now uh, your story checks out so okay, yeah, yeah totally agree. I, totally, I totally agree all right so since we came back for the refill have you guys changed your drinks at all i did yes all right what do you got now dude so uh I- so i grabbed my only other corona premiere to see if it was also expired <laughs> it was okay <laughs> what why do you feel like that one wouldn't be and, and the other one just... was if it's in the same 12-pack? What makes you think that it would be a different date? <laughs> I had hope. I had hope that somehow I had, I don't know. I don't know. It had a different expiration date by like three months. So oh. it was, it's not quite as sour, but I didn't even bother to open it. So what um, So what did you get instead? Well, I grabbed this other one, which I'm, I'm pretty sure I've had for a while. And I don't know. I can't find the expiration date out. So I'm just going to open it up and try it out. Hey, um, man. That's, it, just a, that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's the way to do it's it. It's just yeah. a Shiner Light Blonde. Let's see. Oh, okay. All right. You did that in the last episode. Yeah, it tastes fine. It tastes okay. fine. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. That works. And then I've that got works. a backup for, I'm going to go back to a Kahlua Nitro cold brew and give this another shot because it's the last one. And hopefully I still like it if, or I like it this time. If I don't like it, then I've got a reason to throw it out. So it's fine. There you go. All right, Eric, what are you drinking, dude? What are you drinking? I, I moved on to a classic. I have a uh, A&W Zero with, a, with a, a big splash 
maybe I'd even say more than a splash, more like a <laughs> solid cup and a half of vodka. <laughs> nice. Because because I was very are upset we, about my internet issues. Are so we, are we are we having I'm trying a repeat? To get better. Are we gonna have a repeat of the screwball episode? No, no, no. I drank <laughs> half a bottle of screwball that time, so a little bit more than a half a bottle, that's not happening ever again. So Plus, I love this movie that we're about to talk about, so I'm, I don't want to get smashed. I want to be just drunk, you know. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a, jerk off! All right, yeah, we can totally do it. All right, we can totally do that. All right, so I changed my drink, too. I uh, went with a, um, I went with back to the uh, Four Roses bourbon, uh, and I mixed that with some Coke Zero, so I'm good to go on All that right. Thing, guys. All right. All right, so um, let's go ahead and get started. Derek, please. Give us the movie and synopsis, please. Why? It's not my movie. I don't want to oh, say shit. Oh, I can do oh, it. Oh, Eric, sorry, Eric. My bad. My bad. I've been drinking, so I'm good to go. You can fuck right up, buddy. <laughs> You've been drinking, drinking, drinking. Drinking, so. drinking, drinking. Eric, I'm sorry. Eric, Eric please okay. continue, bro. My bad. Oh, no problem. So this film is called The Cable Guy. It's uh, The synopsis is a lonely and mentally disturbed cable guy Raised on television, just wants a new friend, but his target, a designer, rejects him with bad consequences. Now, when you hear that that synopsis, you think that this is like a hard suspense thriller. It's not. It's this is not. No, this is not a no. suspense thriller. This is a comedy. This is a very '90s comedy, but this is a very dark comedy, and it's a very smart comedy. I'm going to yes. say that as well. So, yes. I am a huge fan. Yes. <laughs> But it stars right, so, so Jim Carrey. Oh, I thought I was going to go into the actors. Go, so go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yep. Go ahead, go ahead. It stars uh, Jim Carrey, Matthew Broderick, uh, Leslie Mann, who uh, is probably one of her first roles, uh, mm-hmm. Judd Apatow's wife, that's who that is. And Judd Apatow actually produced this film. This probably was oh, one of his early films. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars uh, one of the first roles for Jack Black. And there's many other cameos in this film, which we'll talk about once we get into the movie. But uh Directed by Ben Stiller too, which is yeah. a, a, a good one. But anyhow, uh, love this movie. I, yeah, I will, yeah, I will, yeah. sp- I will speak last about it because I do love it, and I want to hear what you guys have to say about it since I chose it. So um, let's go with Tomas because you never start. We're going to start with you today. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the movie. I honestly, I love this movie. I like this movie. I was actually one of the few people, one of my few friends. Out of my group, I was one of the few people who actually did enjoy this movie from the jump. Me too, man. I thought I loved it. I thought the movie was so smart because mm-hmm. this was the first time that Jim Carrey went different. He wasn't his normal kooky, crazy, like body rubbery guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He wasn't the dude, the weird guy making all the faces and the noises. Even right. though he still did it, but he went like he went weird yeah he did it but it's a different tone it's a completely different completely different tone like this is a guy that from the jump you you i mean for me from the jump i was like something ain't right with this guy like in my ever in high school my words in my head i remember when i saw someone was like this motherfucker is weird (laughs) that's what i thought in my head i was like this is this there's something not right with this guy and now as an older person watching this again and as in high school, I thought he was just a weird guy. But as in, as an adult, when I watched the movie, I felt sorry for him. I felt so bad. Like, my emotion changed because we've had 25 years from of age, you know, of experiences. You know, I just was just like, this guy needs 
people. He needs... He, he never had anyone to really kind of show him any type of emotion or any type of, like, you know, support. So because of that, he found support in something that's inanimate and doesn't really have any type of emotion. So he has no idea how to work with that. And because of that, he he feels like he has to over, you know, over accentuate and just be all over it and just be completely smothering because that's what he saw on TV, you know? Do you want to give like a brief rundown or I don't know if you wanted me to do it, a brief rundown of like what, who he is in the movie so that just in case we have listeners that haven't seen this film yes. that want some so, context. So like he, as brief rundown in what sense? Go ahead. Maybe, maybe I don't understand what you're asking. Uh, yeah, like I was saying, so you were, you were going into like he needs something. He's a cable guy. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey plays a cable guy yes. that goes and meets uh, Matthew Broderick's character because he got recently uh, broke up or got uh, broken up with by his girlfriend yes. because he asked her to marry him. So instead of just saying, no, I don't want to marry you right now, she said, "We, I want you to move out. <laughs> so yeah. he moves out <laughs> to his own apartment and right. he has to get cable. And his best friend, who's Jack Black, Tells him if you slip the cable guy 50 bucks, they'll give you all the free channels. So this crazy cable guy comes in, that's Jim Carrey, and does a very crazy, like, ritual to find, almost sexualized ritual yes, to find that where was, the best spot to put the cable line. That was one the of the line. funniest yeah. scenes, because the minute he says, oh, that's your sweet spot, that's where you like it. Like, Matthew Broderick, like, wearing his robe, like, he covers himself up with it. Yeah. And, I always thought this is one thing. I mean, like, I don't, Derek. You've never seen the movie, so I want. I definitely want to hear your opinion on this. But I like Matthew Broderick. I've always liked him, but his acting style is so weird. It's so like. I agree. I agree. It's I agree. So, sometimes it can be so off-putting because it seems so like so. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Like I don't know. It's like so. It's. it's a, I feel like his performance is very theater. Yes. Um, but it's theater, like in a comedy, in like a yeah. dark comedy, and it's it's just, it felt weird. It's like a rhythm yes. imbalance between him and Jim yes. Carrey. So he I just, saw that. I noticed that this time around. And he's and like, I, I it's like, you. and he's like, he's so he's so straight laced. But it's just it it becomes so weird because you watch him and you're like, you're such a statue in every movie though. It's not just this movie though. It's like in every movie other than Ferris Bueller and maybe Project X in my mind because I can only think about Project X and Wargame during the biggest movies. They're like every movie like since then like you know I've seen him he he can be so like like um god what's the word I'm looking for so like unemotional like a statue very very straight laced and almost too straight laced and there's like he doesn't show emotion well. I don't know if that's just something that he does, that's the way he is, but he just for some reason he doesn't just doesn't show emotion. I've never seen yeah. elections, so I don't know how he is in election. Oh, he's so good. That's such a good movie. It's such a good so, movie. I look at I look at Matthew Broderick and I immediately think that it's written that way. That I'm I, maybe, I should be reading into this. Like maybe he's trying to like his his noticeable acting style is a is a vessel to try and get the viewer to am i missing something is there more here should i read into it should i really zone in to pay attention now as we watch this movie um that's not the case that's not that's not what's happening there are some things you're missing about the movie until probably the last 20 minutes but um it's not it's not Matthew Broderick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm wondering, and I'm wondering if that's just how Ben Stiller directed it. Because Ben Stiller directed the movie. And this was his first movie I think he directed. 
And he had thrown himself into the movie, like which in is Elvis, great. I love I it. loved it so much. Everywhere he was, but in I don't everything. know what to tell you how much I loved his role as I, the twin brother. I killer. totally forgot about it, and and I mean, and also you know, like I don't know if you guys, in my opinion, I realized it was like it was totally like. Also, this movie was kind of like an essay, or kind of like a, uh, um, I guess you could say like an expose almost. Or I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm. Two, I'm one. I'm a second service into this show. Either way, but I can't. You don't know how words work anymore. It's a comment. I think the word you're looking for is a commentary. There you go. Commentary, <laughs> a commentary on like the TV generation, because yeah, I mean when I grew up, like my I had an aunt that babysat me, but all she did was throw me in front of the TV and I watched MTV all day. And she walked away and did whatever she wanted to do. Like she was never around me, and I love sure. her to death because I I think that was I, I was okay with it. But I'm just saying, like these pe- a lot of these people, they grew up with TV because TV was just there, and they watched all these shows growing up, and it was just it's just a commentary, I guess, on on the desensitization of like like people in the media and and the media and celebrity, also because he he has something like the Menendez brothers kind of thing with yeah, the two it's brothers, so good, and yeah. it's so weird, <laughs> and he's got like, and then of course, then there's that whole thing at the end with like it's a UPN movie with Eric Roberts, like yeah. just. So absurd, so absurd. And then, of course, they have the scene, which I think is so good. Ben Stiller is a fucking genius. And he didn't write the movie; it was written by some dude named Lou Holtz Jr. Where this is his only screenplay. Wow! I looked it up on IMDb, and this is his only credit on IMDb. Lou Holtz Jr. Not related to the coach. <laughs> not related to the coach, but. He, this is his, I looked on IMDb, this is the only credit he has. He has no other filmography. Oh, always. They probably ran him out of Hollywood after, because this was so, I remember the film was so, like, people did not receive it well, because I think it was Jim Carrey on another, people go to Jim Carrey movies expecting something. That's why I remember when the Truman Show first came out, people were pissed until, like, people got enlightened and were like, oh, this is actually a really good film, you know? Yeah. Um, and when you well, they see, expect Ace Ventura, they expect exactly. you know the um, mask, the mask, yeah. you know, Dumb they, and they Dumber. Ex- yeah. By yeah. the and way, those great movies. By the way, those three movies all came out in the same year. By the way, how bonkers is that? So Ace yes, Ventura, you're right. The mask and all Dumb and Dumber like all came out in the same year. That yeah, guy right. had a year. In 95. And then whenever this 94, comes out... 94, 94, 94, 94. 94. This was 95, I think, right? The cable guy? This was 96. 96. 96. So then you people are, have Jim Carrey in a, in a category already that they expect Jim Carrey to be Jim Carrey. Yeah. And then you I see mean, him in this where he plays the antagonist, number one. And yeah. number two, he's just such a twistedly dark character that I think he it is. was hard for people to, 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 to grasp. But with that being said... I think what happened with this film, and I noticed this because I loved it when I first saw it. Because Jim Carrey, by the way, guys, I don't know if I, I think I might have told you this. He was my favorite actor growing up, and he still is one of my favorites. I thought Jim Carrey was amazing. He was like my oh, favorite. No. Am I still, did I lose? Come on, don't tell me I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Am I still here? Yeah. Okay, I'm here. Okay, I got where, nervous that I was gone. For a second, go ahead, keep going. Okay. So Jim Carrey was, was my favorite character <laughs> coming up. And so I watched everything he was in. And, um, I think it took people, I remember talking about this film when it came out and people were like, oh, I didn't like it. It was weird. But then talking about it years later, 
And people were like, oh, no, that movie was actually a lot better than I thought it was because it was like a different time. And people only expected one thing out of Jim Carrey. And then you watch this. And I think this is a movie when you go back. I was so impressed with what I was seeing this time around, especially Mm -hmm. because I haven't watched it since I've been educated in film. So I was a I I don't know. I'll go into it a little bit more when I talk about it. But like, I, I think it was just a hard film for people to grasp coming out of the Jim Carrey era in the in the early 90s to the mid 90s so yeah. I think that's why it wasn't yeah because I mean I know that after you know that year he became the literally the highest he became yeah. the highest paid actor yeah. in Hollywood yes like I mean he was making more money than Bruce Willis all those guys I mean granted this is 94 and in 94 Bruce Willis was like fucking right there him and schwarzenegger all those guys they were all there dude the 20 million dollar club they called it yeah yeah Yeah. he was he was making 20 million dollars dude actually no i'm wrong this is not the first thing that ben stiller directed let me correct myself um the first ben stiller movie was actually reality bites my bad which is also a good movie yeah which is also a good movie yeah never seen that movie shocker (laughs) (laughs) i mean you were three so i know you haven't seen that movie yeah there you go Every time I every time I see that movie, all, all I think is Lisa Loeb. But that's just me. Yeah. But anyways, but yeah, no, I mean, and I, I mean, like, what? I mean, there's so many people in this movie. I mean, so many. So Bob, many. Od- Bob Odenkirk, David I mean, Cross shows up. George, Kyle Gass, George Siegel. I mean, <laughs> so many people in this movie. It's absurd how many people are in this movie. Eric, Janine Garofalo, Andy yeah, Janine, Dick. Yeah, Andy Dick, Janine Garofalo, man. Dude, oh, David Cross was yeah. like Owen Wilson. I mean, Owen a Wilson, young, yeah. a young, a very, a very young, young Owen Wilson. Yeah. Very, a, a very, uh, you, you, and like I, I saw Owen Wilson. I'm like, wow, he's he's got some, he's got some weight on him. He was a little fatter then too. He yeah, had, like, he had, he was cake. a little, he was a plump Owen Wilson. He yeah. had some baby fat kick in there, yeah. dude. I was like, hell yeah, dude. Kathy Griffin, <laughs> that cat, the Kathy Griffin was Cable Guy, Cable Guy's mom. Oh, is that? I was wondering who that was. I'm like, I bet yeah. you that's somebody. That's somebody that we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just looked it up on IMDb. That was his mom, dude. Dude, there were so many people, and and they didn't even. Granted, many of these actors, I'm sure, were were not at the pinnacle of their game. No, right? they were maybe, all maybe, babies, all of right? them. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, it didn't really matter that you know Owen Wilson was like a very minor character. But now we look back at it and we're like, Owen Wilson got big for a long time and he's he's still a big name in the industry and yeah. here he is in this little piss on character role. Well <laughs> you you know what Jack Black, you know what's funny is that Jack Black, he did this movie, right? You know what's the first movie I actually saw him in? I saw Jack Black before he was big in a movie when I was in like high school. It was a movie, um, I'm gonna try and find it. I mean, it, it, you guys have. You, I'm sure you've never seen it, but it was on HBO so many times. It was like a a rollerblading skateboard hockey movie that was like in Canada and shit. It was the first time I had seen him. The Mighty Ducks Part Three. No, no, no. It was called. No, no, no. It was called. It was called Airborne. Okay, he played this douchebag roller hockey goalie in the movie, dude. If you I, ever watched the I bet movie, you it was great too. He oh, you know, so good. There's so many people in the movie, like, like 
Seth Green is in the movie. Brittany Powell's in the movie. Like, there's so many people in this yeah. movie, dude. In that I, movie, like, it's honestly, hilarious. He was probably the highlight of the film too, because he's just so good in everything it's, that he's. It's in. a it's a total fish out of water movie, dude. But it, it was I, I'm like in high sure school. I've seen this movie. Yeah, it, Derek, in high school, have you seen a movie that I haven't seen? Oh my goodness! I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Oh my god! <laughs> Stop the look, presses. Yeah, Stop look, the presses. Look, we've established that there are many things before my time that I have seen. I just haven't seen all of them. There's lots I haven't seen. Dude, no. Okay? If, I mean, but like, there's if things we... that you should have seen that you haven't seen. <laughs> That's what you're prioritized. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So, all right. So, like, just, I'm just going to do a couple of my notes here just so I give. Like, I mean, I love. This is like. For me, this movie was kind of like the beginning of uh, Jim Carrey's method, where he just went totally deep into a character, and his him having thrown out that lisp. I don't know if that was Ben Stiller or if that was just him being just a weirdo. I was thinking about that too. I'm like, I wonder if this was Stiller's decision or his decision. Either I don't way, know. I it's thought it was genius. a good decision. Yeah, I thought it's it was a very genius. good decision. Yeah, yeah, dude. Well, I, I mean, was like, was I saw that written into the movie, wasn't it? I mean, he gave him a gift. You don't, you don't know he, that. But you I don't mean, know that. This is this is one of those movies I think that it was, was in the final pretty, product. My my, they my could have added. It was already in the script. Do you know how many things could be added to, to scripts during, mean, the, during the film that, process? I have a feeling this they, they, this, this, this movie was pretty free flowing. Yeah. Because Ben still is. I, I feel of a very confident guy. about that. I feel confident about that. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It could have been written in the script, Derek. You could be a million percent right, but like just yeah. because. Uh, we see like that actually written, like the part where he gives him the gift with the, the the lisp tape. It doesn't mean that it was in the movie. It was it was originally in the script. You know, who knows? Who well, knows what he gave? The if there was even a gift in the original, him, you know. But you're right; they could have just thrown that yeah, in the last minute. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was great watching. I mean, like for me, like I thought it was great how they showed like all the different shows and of, of, especially the Jerry Springer show with the massage and the lady. I mean, I thought that was fantastic. I mean, another thing was um, that uh, what was it? Um, the Tony Robbins motivation. I know, stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. That shit was like <laughs> on TV all the time, dude. When I was growing up, dude, like it was all like 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 during the day, like when you're home from school and you like trying to find something to watch on TV, and there's Tony Robbins talking about some motivation <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? For like three hours, yeah. and I mean, like, I mean. I mean, there was just there's so much stuff, but I, honestly, I mean, I could talk about some of the stuff, but I'd rather hear honestly what Derek has to say because yeah. he's oh, never no. seen the movie. Yeah. So, no. Derek, Derek, go no. ahead, bro. I want you to wax us poetically okay. with your notes, bro. So I, want, I didn't want to make I didn't want to make the same mistake that I did last week with with Starship Troopers, right? Having the wrong perception of what I would expect the movie to be because I feel like that gives the movie, um, like a, a I don't know. It starts off negative points, right? And, I, and it has to make up ground. So I watched the trailer, and I kind of had a general idea for what I was I was about to view. And then I watched the movie, and I made only made a few notes. I did enjoy the movie. I I, I liked all right, it. All right, all um, right. Yeah. I, at first, uh, I was thinking when when you meet Jim Car- Carrey's character, I I feel like everybody has met somebody who is just so strange and and unusual and weird that runs on a different frequency you're like this yeah that's, guy that's is... Derek that's you to me yeah 
<laughs> and, that's, you, Derek. And, that's, yeah. and that's usually me to everyone else. <laughs> well, okay. It's funny because I consider you guys in the same frequency as me, but I've met people <laughs> who I was like, look, that person is going to live their life in an entirely different lane than me because they are just oh, out I there. met I met somebody like that in the fourth grade. That kid peed all over the restroom walls. It was weird. It, it Some folks are weird, It and I don't get some but things. But is it that, weird or is it normal? Hmm. hmm. Anyway, go ahead, Derek. Sorry. Either way, they're not on my frequency. And I was I was watching Jim Carrey, and I was like, "Well, this is just that guy. He's he's playing that character, somebody who is just out on a whole other level." And you know what? Sure, whatever. He's a little bit cringy at times, but yeah, whatever. I, I, I don't really care. Whatever, you know. And so I'm watching it, and they get to the karaoke scene. <laughs> oh, that scene where is he the starts, best. He starts singing, <laughs> and, I was like, is and I was like, <laughs> "No, this guy is psychotic. He is crazy town. Like he's not just weird. He is out there gonna murder somebody." And. <laughs> I don't know. Again, this is another one of those things that maybe Jim Carrey told, decided to do it. Maybe it was in the script. Maybe Ben Stiller told Jim Carrey to do it. But if you know, you notice all the parts where he's singing the music, the theme music, like the suspense track. Isn't it yes, awesome? it's, it's great. So good. Is it throughout the movie? Yes, yeah, like, it's so great. Good. Yeah, and it's fun because yes. the first time he does it, he's just singing a song, and he's like, "I was like, oh, he's just making his own theme music, whatever." But then but you hear with- the theme music come yes. in around yeah. him, and you're like, yes. oh, "Fuck, he's yes. living a movie." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it was at that moment that I realized, like, it's so, it's so annoying because it, like, he gets it, right? Like, I've done that shit to my wife in a Kroger just to make fun of her. So I guess that you and him are from the same frequency then. Yeah, you're, of the, knows, same, right? you're of the same ilk, as they say. Cut so, from the same cloth. Okay, okay. How many more puns do you, you need? You, you had to cut of that man's jib? Do you? Oh, <laughs> the cliches. I need him. To, I need it. I need it to stop. And and he 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 does all these this theme music, and I was like, this motherfucker just does not know where reality is anymore. And I hadn't realized Which that he's great. living in a movie. Yeah, I didn't realize that yet. A television show specifically. Television show yes. specifically. Yeah. Television. Yeah. And I and as I'm watching this movie, I thought, you know, there are some. There's different. There's obviously different genres of films, and sometimes a genre film of any sort, whether it be a thriller movie or, or a comedy or anything in between, they, they don't have a lot of weight to them. It's one guy and his ongoings for a day, maybe, mm-hmm. right? Like, dude, where's my car? Like, there's no, it, there's no importance to their adventure, right? No. There's no, no gravity to anything that's happening. And I it's thought literally that's what this the, movie was. the experience of the guys. Yeah. yeah, and I thought this was just another lighthearted unconsequential day between a few people and it would have no impact on the people around them and <laughs> you get to that last scene dude boy were at, you wrong at the end and he's in he's yeah. at the, the the tower the the satellite, satellite dish yeah. and dude like suddenly there this whole thing has been a movie plot that actually makes sense and has a story and a meaning and holy wow this is great you just watched <laughs> what's called a good film yes yeah, yeah. it was great it was it was good right and so like I wrote down, holy shit, a real ending to the movie. <laughs> and my it's last like, note It's not like collateral beauty. No, I mean inconsequential. <laughs> inconsequential. That's for sure that. it's not like collateral beauty. That pile of shit. <laughs> shit. Hey, look, at least it's not Blue Valentine. Okay, so 
Derek, I swear to God. If we were in the same room. If we were the same, oh my God. We are going to fight. The next time we see each other, it's going to be a tornado of nails, blood, and teeth, my friend. I cannot wait for the the tension in the room whenever I say blue valentine in person. It's just just a tear is going to fall down my eye. Because I know that we're gonna fight to the death. No, it's gonna be one of those moments where like you're gonna be like holding a, a beer and then it's just gonna shatter. Shatter in my hand. As long as, as, long as it's shatter in my hand. That, that can happen, but I wanna see it streaming, so make sure you have your FaceTime on. <laughs> just gonna shatter in my hand. Blood everywhere. You motherfucker. Oh, Alright, what were you saying, Derek? I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. My, my last note, and I'll be done. Um, my last note I had was the, one of the very last scenes that you see in the movie, and everyone in the whole town is fixated on some crime of some yeah. sentence, and, and mm. they're just following the drama and blah, blah, blah. And, and if that's your jam... Please, God, I regret saying these words. Please do it. Whatever, it's your thing. I don't care. God, whatever. But that's true I crime, dude. I, that's why I don't give a shit about true crime. <laughs> I don't follow the celebrities. I don't care who they're dating, no, yeah, yeah. what movies yeah, they're working on. I don't, I don't, I don't either, either, dude. Yeah, The that. whole concept of the Kardashians is bullshit to me. Like, Don't get me wrong. They are business moguls. I get it. Right, they have taken, but they have people that handles that shit. You know who does? Their mother. I'm sure their mother's a genius. That's what it is. It's the mother. The rest of them are idiots. Their mother's a genius. They are business moguls. They have clearly earned um, the money that they're making now, and I say that because they had the intelligence to harvest it properly. Their mother did. Yeah, okay. yes. It's Somebody. their mother. It's, this is the all mother. Chris Kardashian. She's a dude. genius, yes. I don't She's care. the one behind it, dude. Who She's the one behind it. it. The point I'm making, though, is as much as you know, I didn't give them my attention, I don't give a shit what their life is day to day or who they're dating or what they bought. I, I don't care, right? Some people do. And because that exists, because somebody cares about it, they capitalized on it, whatever. They've earned that money. That's how I feel. I don't care about all that stuff. All these people were focused on this crime in the movie that the the, con, the the sentence was about to come out and the cable goes out because the cable guy falls and the satellite breaks it. Um, and one of the viewers opens a book and smiles. Cal Gas. Yep. And I Good was old like... Cal Gas. Tenacious like, wow. D. Like, yeah, he's just... He read a book. So the moral of the story is turn off the TV and quit watching this movie and go read a book. Yeah. I think... I think yeah. What, what, I think what Ben Stiller was trying to say is that it's like, listen, this is all just bullshit. It's TV. This is all basically something out of someone's mind. You can totally get your own kicks, not only from watching TV, but you can get your kicks by reading something, doing something different, and not being totally like enveloped by the the bullshit that. At that point in the 90s, and still is to a certain degree now, when we have all these channels, there were more channels now than there was, of course, in the 90s, even though we had a ton of channels in the 90s. But, you know, during that time, I mean, like, that's why they put on uh, trash TV in the beginning of the movie. If mm-hmm. you think about it, they showed Ricky Lake, they showed uh, Phil Donahue, they had uh, fucking Jerry Springer, like trash, trash TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, because those are, uh, those are, th- that, those were TV shows that, I mean, we all watched growing up as teenagers. Right. When you were sick at home, you mm-hmm. watched Jerry Springer. Yeah. Jerry Springer is the one thing you could always count on. It might as well have its own channel. You could almost guarantee yeah. there was always Jerry Springer on at least through 
maybe the mid 2000s mm-hmm. yeah right? no 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 i remember watching the, I, I even watched the jerry springer movie for god's sakes i mean that was out of control oh no i didn't i didn't either with i didn't my, even know there with, was one yeah there was one with michael jai white it was hilarious uh, i didn't so, either but sure <laughs> it was so okay. cheesy it was bad it was so bad but i anyways, mean who was the other guy there was a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of uh i mean jerry springer oh, was so probably much. the biggest one Povich, like, Povich. And, uh, there was um ricky lake ricky there lake, was yeah. uh way there back was, in the hay was donahue and donahue you um, and, and Sally Jesse yeah Dr. Phil kind of basically turned into He's kind of like that kind a of. little bit. Yeah, he's kind of basically You like, are an idiot. Yeah. You are a moron. <laughs> you know, he's kind of just like now he's just berating his guests, you know, 100%. Um so yeah, no I mean it's I think I think it was kind Not of to like shit on people who like those shows. I, I don't, but I watch my own flavor no, I mean, trash I, TV. Don't worry. Yeah, no. I mean I shit on those shows because I Me watch too. shit too, but yeah. But but I mean like I think I think it was kind of one of those things where Ben Stiller was kind of like seeing like what was happening on TV and how celebrity was kind of changing things. So he was kind of doing like a weird satire kind of thing on that as well. Because in the 90s as well, we had a few things of people being like celebrity and killing each other. Like like I said, the Menendez brothers, you know, and then you had the two guys who created the behind the, who created the green door, the two brothers who sh- one shot each other. What? No. I don't know about, you didn't know about these know guys? This is. I don't know what this okay. is. All right, so there's a there's a movie that was on HBO called Behind the Green Door, okay. Which in the seventies, the Green Door was a motion picture that came out that was um that was like uh the first. Uh, this is not related to the Green Room with Anton Yelkin and no uh, no 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 Patrick Stewart. Uh, no, is it Patrick Stewart? Sir Patrick. Hold on, dude. My God, what is his name? Sir Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart. You just said it. You just said it. (laughs) Are you you fucking high, bro? I mean, seriously. No, I'm like, I'm like trying to like, am I, am I, because it didn't sound right in my head. (laughs) God. I'm like, Patrick, Sir Patrick Stewart? So there's a movie. That was Green Room, right? Yes. Green Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't see it. There was a movie that he did in like the early 2000s. That Emilio Estevez did with his brother called Rated X. Sorry, it's called Rated X, and it was about uh, two brothers called the Mitchell brothers that they made like a porn business, but they made a movie called um, Behind the Green Door. That was the movie that they made. That was like a legendary porn film that like went mainstream almost. So like you, remember, I don't know if you ever heard of a woman called Marilyn Chambers. She was like the first porn star that became a true celebrity. So, like this movie behind the green door was like literally. I wasn't going to Google flick. it, but now I am. Like literally, a por- <laughs> it's, it's literally a porn flick, but it went mainstream. Like people were taking like their dates to see the movie. Like this is one of those movies that like people watched, like as if it so was not a real like movie. how the taxi driver took her to that jerk off. Kind theater. of, kind of like in that, but everyone did it. Because it was something that you did, you experienced. Because the first time that something like that happened, so these two brothers they made these like big porn movies, and like one of them killed the other, and was on trial for it. I don't know what happened. I didn't really follow up on it, but it's kind of like that, which was funny because once they did the Sweet Brothers, I was like, holy shit! Now, of course, it's not like as if one of them became like part of a religious cult. Um, and Eric's gone. I'm going to go ahead and pause it here. 
I heard. Anyway, so we're back here. Fuck that shit. So anyways, we're going gunslinger on this fucking son of a bitch. So here we go. So yeah, so one of the brothers killed the other, and then the whole sweet thing in this movie was great because I just it just kind of fed into that in my mind. And so like I thought that was great that Ben Stiller brought that into the movie because I have a feeling there's a lot in this movie, dude, and this is just me thinking outside. I don't know if this is the case, but there's a lot in this movie that think, seems to me like I think Ben Stiller kind of went like, there's not really a screenplay supposedly for the movie. I mean, there's a there's an idea. There might be some script pages, but there's a lot of stuff in this movie that to me seems like he just was like, fuck it. Let's just throw it in. Let's make something new with it. You know what I mean? Like, it just seemed like that, which is, I'm, I'm totally for. I love that because if you ever watched the Ben Stiller show when he had his show on TV, it was kind of like that. It was just weird, like sketch comedy show. But he had kind of like strange little vignettes that were kind of weird, and it just it just seemed like this movie was like totally that. Um, yeah, word man. Yeah, why not? I guess I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think uh, it it all made sense by the end of the movie. That was the yes, thing. like all of the stuff that stood out that didn't make sense, that seemed like maybe a weird sketch or a weird skit or whatever, it all fit together like a perfect puzzle piece by the end of the movie. And, and it, it's almost, and it's crazy because it kind of, you, you don't think there's much to the movie until that last 20 minutes. And it kind of blooms into this beautiful, much larger picture. Yeah, and it it all kind of fits everything together versus this weird guy's just being fucking stalkery, you know. You know what's funny is that when I was watching the movie, I laughed out loud. I remember this specifically: the scene in the prison where he's on the phone talking to him. Because I've seen Midnight <laughs> Express, I honestly, yeah, I too. honestly, I'll me be too. honest with you, hundred percent. I watched Midnight Express. I don't know why I watched it, but I watched it as like a seven-year-old because for some reason it was on TV, and I watched it, and I saw Midnight Express, and I remember that scene specifically. And when I saw the movie the first time, I was like, "This is fucking genius." Yeah, and what he's talking about, because Derek's kind of making weird face. Remember when he's in jail and he puts his uh, his his nipple up against the window, Derek? And he's like, yes, oh, Billy. Yes. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, Billy. That's, that's a scene Express? from Midnight Express. That's a yeah. scene from Midnight and Express. I didn't. I didn't see Midnight Express till years after watching The Cable Guy. And when I saw the scene, because it's like a pretty intense, weird scene, I started hysterically laughing. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? It's a serious drama movie. It's and really... And this woman breaks out her boob and puts it against the window. And I just think, oh, <laughs> that is the best. This makes sense. Dude. This is hilarious. That, dude, <laughs> that, no, no, no. And it's not even joking. Like, that movie is so intense. It's yeah, so. Yeah, it's a very intense, dramatic Dramatic film. film. I mean, just to give you an idea, like, the main guy who's in the movie, he's actually dead. He died. You know what I mean? He's actually dead. You know? And, like, the movie was nominated for an Academy Award. Like he said, Oliver Stone won it for Best Screenplay. It was like one of the one of the first movies that got him big. It was a movie that got him big before he did Scarface. And it's a, based on a true story. It's about a dude who spent time in a Turkish prison because he had uh, hashish on him. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he went through hell in this prison. He's an American dude. You know Wait, what I mean? Hash- and he was stuck in it, a Turkish. Am I wrong? Ha- is hashish just like it's a weed. type of tobacco? It's, it's weed. like weed. Yeah, it's like weed. No. Oh, I, I don't know. It's, you get you high. Yeah, I thought it was like hash. hash. Yeah, hash. hash. Yeah, hashish is hash. Yeah. Okay. And, and yeah. so, but yeah, and he's an American dude and he's like, and so like it's he goes to jail and and it, it just is experience. But when he did that in the movie, I lost my fucking mind, dude. I was like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I remember thinking it was funny as a kid, anyway. But then, like yeah. when I saw the actual Midnight Express scene, I was like crying. <laughs> I was like, "That is so funny <laughs> that they put that in it's there." Such it's, 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 yeah. it's such a deep cut. It's such a deep cut. Yeah, it's so yeah. great. It's so great. But yeah, no, it was. There's a lot of that in this movie, dude. Like the the karaoke scene is unbelievable, and then there's a scene in the ne- the next morning. I laughed audibly again. The scene in the next morning after the karaoke when they're having breakfast is like oh, God, he's like yeah. he's like, hey, don't worry, you pay the next time. He's like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, it's my it's treat. My treat. He said, it's my treat. <laughs> you get next time. I got you this time. You get next time. <laughs> this is so good. He ordered he. For viewers oh, out there, Jesus. he ordered Matthew Broderick a an, a prostitute, prostitute, and he thought he was just you know kicking it to a girl at a just party, helping him out. He didn't know he was Matthew Broderick didn't know that he was because a, she of was a the prostitute. prostitute aspect, and it's so yeah, it's he was just he was just there, um, uh, and he was just you know just like all this was, stuff. I oh, thought it was God. strange how like so. And that's such an old school way of doing things too. Is getting a prostitute, by the way. It's that's like that's like something like way like from the fifties, which is hilarious. Well, I mean, but the the thing is, is like in that scene where Jim Carrey sends Matthew Broderick off to interact with the girl, like, oh, she's making eyes at you. She definitely wants you. You ought to go talk yeah. to her. You ought to go check her out. Like he tees up Matthew Broderick, like she's a girl at the party, just hanging out. Yeah, and He's he doesn't holding- let on at all. And then it's only next morning where he's like, oh, yeah, I was definitely a prostitute. <laughs> yeah, no, because because the thing is, is that Matthew Broderick actually believes that that kind of girl is going to show up to that kind of party. <laughs> when you look at everyone the else who's everyone at the party. is elderly. It's, not only it's that, like a motley crew of it's, geriatrics. It's so, it's geriatrics <laughs> and like, like fucking, they look like geriatrics and like child molesters. I mean, they just super weird crew just hanging out. And then there's this extremely gorgeous girl standing in the background. You know, how, how are you? I mean, if I was me, I would see that girl's like, did you pay her to be here? Like, that would be my first thing. Like, like this girl's definitely a prostitute. Well, because, okay, so you know, I have to Looking say, around the room, like, this is, where, this is where someone goes to you and says, hey, dude, read the fucking room. Like, my, you know? Okay, but when I watched the movie, I had that thought. Like, why is there this one cute girl in the room? Like, no, no, not cute. Gorgeous. And, and when I looked at her, I, my brain kind of just said, well, she must be, like also from the crazy house where the rest of these people came from <laughs> and like maybe she likes to murder people or and and she has kind of a she's got really really dark kind of a reddish brown hair and it's short that's that kind 90s of grunge bro that's that very 90s dark grunge. clothing and i was thinking like maybe she's just super satanic goth person in everyday clothing and like she's gonna no, that's just what it looked like in the 90s yeah bro well, and and when I know like, you were six years old when this movie came out, bro. But yeah, okay. But there are far more extreme examples, like the girl who played the white rabbit in the Matrix, right? Very extreme examples, right? To to make the viewer think these things. And when I saw that, I was like, 
well, that's the only logical reason that she would be there. Like, she's got to be another psychopath, like all these other people who hang out with the cable. Or a prostitute. <laughs> I didn't. The first time I watched it, I had no idea it was a prostitute. I was also very young. Me too. I and was, if I watched it this time, I probably still would have no idea. I probably I would like have the same thought process old. you had. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was like 17 years old watching this movie, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, this chick is hot. But I'm like a hormonal 17 year old at this point. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I half expected her to open her mouth and start like sounding like a satanic, you know, whatever, like spouting off verses did you, of hold on. devil worship or something. Wait a minute, wait. But did you expect her just to just open her mouth? And all of a sudden, you hear dolphins. I mean, is that what you were expecting, bro? No, like I'm trying to remember. There was another movie where they had a similar trope character that just started spouting off, you know, the the verses of devil worship and all these different things. And I expected her to say that to scare Matthew Broderick away. Like, oh, I don't want any part of that, right? And then that's so hilarious that that's what you're. <laughs> He was waiting for Mandy Moore. I was trying to make sense. I was trying to make sense of why this one girl was in the room. Oh, I know why. Because she was paid as a prostitute. Yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense (laughs) after you get. Yeah, you figured it out. Yeah, they they told you. I mean, you're 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 right on point, Derek. I think I think you're 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 there, dude. I think you've you've caught up into the story. Um, Well, fuck um, you guys. Well, I had a, I had, I didn't write a lot of notes, but like you guys pretty much touched on most of the things that I would have liked to talk about. I really, really enjoyed this film. This is a great movie. It stood the test of time for me. It did. I mean, there's some, there's some dated, you know, nineties yeah. music in there, but you know, it's, it, it's just, that comes with it, but the film itself is good. And it, it's, it was interesting and unique and wild and bonkers, all that stuff. Yeah. In there. Which is great. Um, but but one of the things that I did want to say that I had here, which kind of goes along with what you were talking about a little bit earlier, Tomas, and I think oh, no, I'm sorry, Derek, you were talking about this earlier. My last note that I wrote here is that this film is deep. It the is. themes of neglect, yeah, the themes of neglect in psychological disorders is front and center, and it's not just a dark comedy; it's a commentary on mental health and too much media consumption. That is, yeah. I think ultimately what this film is about is consuming media, consuming TV, consuming trash TV, consuming, uh, you know, court storylines about two brothers, like the, the kick on the Menendez brothers, yeah. which I'm sorry, was hilarious, yes. especially when you hear the, the one phone call. Oh my God, the, the, Asian, the Asian, the Asian. I think an Asian gang was here or something. And yeah. they all, they all they were Asian speaking and they were speaking another language. I think, and I think it was Asian. Yeah. I lost my mind, <laughs> you know, again. It's just such a funny part. And that's what, like, one of the things that I walk away remembering about this film because like i remember as a kid thinking that was hilarious and then like i was so excited for that moment to come up because there's so many moments in this film but that's one that stuck with me is that his little cameo performance there making a stupid joke like that about a guy's (laughs) trying to cover up a a killing in a stupid way you know like it's just so funny you know um so the film is good, and I think it really does touch, and especially now, looking at this film now, uh, 25 years later. First of all, you got to keep this in mind, too, that the cable guy definitely predicted the future. He talked about things that yeah, are definitely dude. happening now. Sure. Totally. Like, I totally saw that. I was like, I was like when know, he was talking yeah. about, like, oh, you could do this, you could do that, you could do this. You could... Yeah, you I could was play like, holy Mortal shit, Mortal Kombat dude. with your friend in Vietnam. You know, you can do, like, they, they, he, they, call, they called the future there. But, like, also, too, it really put 
a light, and I don't think a lot of people probably back then were thinking about this, put a light on mental health and loneliness and like not having, you know, having nothing or feeling like uh, you don't have anybody there to talk to or be around. And and you saw this, you saw they developed Jim Carrey's character really well by showing that his childhood was in front of a television and nobody was there with him. And all he wanted was a friend. And that's why he comes across as a lunatic right now because he doesn't have the skill set or the tools to know how to be a good friend because he didn't have anybody around him. He doesn't doesn't have the social aptitude to be able to be handling, you know, relationships with other people because all he's had growing, all he had growing up in his formative years and his, and everything was the TV. And all he did was see like people's, how they talked and how he learned things because all his mother would do was, plop him in front of a TV and just let, and she would go out and he would stay watching TV. You know what I mean? Like, was, was that a a deep concept? Was that okay? So was, was, I don't know how to say this. He didn't have any friends, right? That's why he was pursuing Matthew Broderick throughout the the film is to, to gain a friend. And yet throughout all of their escapades, there are all of these people that do things for Jim Carrey. Right. Think about the people yeah. at Medieval Times. That was kind of a plot hole. I mean, yeah, that's a little bit of a plot hole. Like all there. these other people yeah. are at least cordial with you. You know, um, I don't know. Maybe none of them said that. You know, you're my friend. Blah blah blah. Like he did with the guy in the elevator or the helicopter at the end. Yeah, but yeah, it, absolutely. Uh, they 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 predicted, and I don't know if they had the original idea, I'm sure not, but they, they predicted no, things yeah. that uh, have absolutely come true, that the internet is as all around as we use it for everything yeah. in all of our days. and, and Even when it doesn't fucking work. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to that shitty ISP you're using there, Rick. Yeah. Yeah, Indeed. Indeed. I won't say them, but they can go ahead and suck a big D. Fucking shit. Yeah, yeah dude. But, um, I also wrote here too, Derek, that I, I wrote a note for you. It says, I know Derek loved the Star Trek reference. Yes! <laughs> that was, when I was a kid, it was funny because I remember that episode because I watched Star Trek with my grandfather growing Wait, up. What reference are we referring to? Because I caught yeah. two of them. It, oh, okay. Well, I'm talking about the, the Medieval, Medieval Times, Times one, which is an amazing scene. Yes. Yeah. The whole thing where it was like, it was like, Jim, we need to fight. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene was the best. Oh, I love that so whole good. scene. It's like that so whole, good. Just before they get into the to the ring, like Jim Carrey in I, that moment, the way right. he's talking to Janine Garofalo is just uh, amazing. I watched, the chicken skins. The oh my god! Okay, yeah. hold on, hold on. The Silence out. of the Lambs reference. Time oh, out. Time god. out. Time out. So, okay, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like, hundred percent transparency. I've been to medieval times. And so have I. What? There's nothing to be ashamed and of. And it is. Way. I love it's medieval amazing. times. It's, it's amazing. It's the best. Yeah. It's, I love have you ever sh- been, Derek? You're shaking you shaking your head, you son of a you bitch. Live, you live in Dallas, Derek. You have a medieval times there, bro. Yeah, yeah we've got one down the road. Have you gone side. there? Have you, on the other side of town. Have you I've been? Not, okay, so I've you been. You should go. To, motherfucker, Don't not answer the try. question. Go, 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 go. Sorry. I went to medieval times once when I was in middle school, and I have not been since. Oh, dude. So I don't even remember it. Go now, bro. Dude, that Cornish hen, bro. It's fine. <laughs> they put a little Cornish right, hen in front of you. So you. You shove that shit down your throat, barehanded, love, like I, a like a fucking. I love. I don't know. Is that not just a thing? Do they actually have silverware there? 
No, they, they don't. They don't. You have to use they your don't. hand. Oh, no way. Not it's doing like it. you just eat it. Well, maybe now that COVID's here, they may give you forks. But like, it's weird. I'll eat. Dude. I'll eat crawfish for like four hours straight, but I won't eat a chicken bear. <laughs> a, a quarter ten, <laughs> dude. By the way, dude, it's fire. It's so great. It's so good. It's so good. Like yeah. my, my daughter loves it. But it, when when he she says uh, there were no silverware in medieval times, hence there is no silverware at medieval times. I was like. This is the best scene ever. That girl clearly wanted it's to be there. Scene. She really enjoys yeah. her job. And and Janine Garofalo just plays that trope so She's well. She's so like, perfect. That's just what she does so well. All right. So yeah. I'm going to give you guys um, – I was looking at some of the stuff on IMDb. So here's some here's some things. So so the scene – okay, we're going to go back to what – I'm going to do a callback here. When Cable Guy loses his lisp and then rejoices to get it back, that was a slip-up during the scene. Jim Carrey forgot to do the lisp, and then he basically ad libbed quick on the spot, rejoicing that he lost it. And then they kept it. And then he got it back. That's it's great. so good. Because it, it worked so perfect. Good. It worked perfect. And then, oh. That just shows also the talent that you have there yes. in that moment that he's lost his lisp and he made a funny joke <laughs> that worked out. Oh, I lost you it. Know. And they <laughs> added yes. it to the movie. And they added it's it to the movie. Okay. And then here, this is where this scene. In my opinion, I knew right from the jump when I was watching it that it was ad-libbed. You guys were talking about the Medieval Times Silence of the Lamb scene. That whole scene with the skin on his face was ad-libbed. And the reason I knew it was ad-libbed was because if you watch Matthew Broderick, Matthew he's, la- he's trying to keep yeah, it together. Hysterically laughing <laughs> try- on the over the shoulder, and over the shoulder, yeah, and you just see like laughing. a profile, yeah. a partial profile, yeah. of, uh, and he's like his body is literally he's shaking because yeah. he wants to lose it. On that also, Jim Carrey's voice cracks just a tad because you can tell like he's like laughing at himself yes. doing it there's like a little bit of a crack at his voice but if you see the over the shoulder i noticed that as well yes. when you see the over the shoulder i'm like oh man he was laughing he, in that shot he could yeah. you could tell that he was really because he because he kept the smile you saw the smile but he was his body was shaking he was visibly so shaking. much yeah yeah yes because he couldn't he what he couldn't know he didn't know how long he was going to be able to hold it for and which is, yeah. I mean, like I said, we talk about Matthew Broderick's acting style in this movie, but he is a genius in that scene because he just, he tried so hard, which is so great. Because I know myself, I would have lost my mind in that scene in front of him. Yeah. I mean, I would have I mean, lost my mind. Acting, listen, something you guys got to keep in mind too for viewers out there. Acting is not easy. It's a very difficult task. It's very, very hard to do. And comedy is the hardest because there's moments where you need to keep it together, and there's moments where you have to be funny. And it, that is the hardest thing in the world to do is to be funny yeah. for the masses, okay? And that's why people that are so successful at it um, do go on to make tons of films, like your your Jim Carrey's and your Seth Rogen's and yeah. even your Adam Sandler's, even though his shit fell off towards the end there. But, yeah. you know, like... He's they still have, making movies. Still- yeah, I know. And it's they're not amazing. But either way, like... Yeah. It's not easy to make people laugh. And and Jim Carrey is so talented at that to improv a scene like a scene like that and, a, and it makes the film too. Like and then you have to it, yeah. the other actor, it's difficult that has to sit there and remain in the moment. And it's a very hard to do. And Matthew <laughs> Broder tried his best. 
<laughs> you know, he did. Like, I yeah, mean, he tried. When I was watching you know? it, I saw it, dude. I was like, he was he was struggling. Like, I mean, he was like he was waiting, like hoping and waiting, praying for them to say cut because he. I don't know how long he would have lasted. I don't know how long he must not. Have yeah. He must have like literally fallen over in the chair as soon as they said cut because he's like, I yeah. can't, I can't do this right now. I gotta go. Away. And that's one you of know? those. That's one of those memorable moments. I didn't moments notice this at talk all. About- I, I need to. Oh, I need you to go yeah. back and watch this scene. Yeah, go yeah. back and watch. Like I. That's, I also noticed that too, uh, Tomas. I was like, oh man, he's cracking. And I didn't know that was improv. I just thought like, oh, this is the best take. This is the best take and he's losing it, but it's the over the shoulder. So we'll stick with it, you know, yeah, um, yeah, which they dude. do that in movies all uh, the time, you know? So, um, but all the time. that's one of those memorable moments. Cause when people talk about the cable guy, a lot of times they'll, they'll talk about when he puts the skin on his okay, face. So yeah. So I mean, I mean, the there was so many scenes like there was, I mean, when we were talking about like how, like they were make how Jim Carrey was making movies, this movie was in 96, which probably started filming this movie back in like 95 or 90, 95, probably they started filming this movie. Do you know what Jim Carrey was paid for with this movie? Oh God, tell me he got something good. I don't know. I would. Th- I would guess. I would hope it's like because I know he made eight hundred thousand for Ace Ventura. I, w- I would hope it was over a million dollars at least. I would hope it's like four to five. How much do you think? Four million dollars. I'm gonna say one point five. I'm just gonna say throw that. a number out. Throw a number. Throw a number out. I'm gonna say four million dollars. Twenty million dollars. Damn. Good that was him. a record. That was a record in '96. So he probably like in today's money, he's looking at like seventy-five. No, no, probably like sixty million dollars if you think about it. It's crazy when you think about. It's crazy when you think about like because that relative to the budget of the movie is insane. The budget was estimated at $47 million. It only made worldwide $102 million. He made a fifth of the profit. Like that's, or no, they're gross, not necessarily profit, a a, a fifth of the gross. And that is still a shit ton of money. Like who gets paid that well? Yeah, dude. In 1996, that's absurd. Take home a fifth of the, it's absurd. Uh, yeah, but I mean, good for him. He definitely so, okay, uh, so, made the movie worth so watching. Here, here's something else. Something else is pretty funny. In regards to the movie, the movie is funny, supposedly, according to what I read. The movie is funny because of Judd Apatow. So Judd Apatow, actually, he's the one who made this movie funny. Because before, the apparently Lou Holtz Jr., the guy who given the writing credit, wrote this movie as a silly buddy comedy. And Judd Apatow is the one who turns it into kind of like a creepy comedy. Well, it definitely played stopped. better. I, I can't imagine it being yeah. like a like a planes, trains, and automobiles style comedy here. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, because of that, like, supposedly Judd Apatow lost an intense Writers Guild arbitration to get credit. He got credit on the novelization because I remember back then they had novelizations of the movies. So he mm-hmm. got cre- writing credit as a on the novelization. But in the movie, he did not get credit for it. Because I'm surprised it, it, he got that much. Yeah, honestly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where you're just like, wow, man, it's kind of it's kind of wild that that that's what that's what was happening in that scene. So in that type of situation, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's what was going on behind the scenes. I mean, there's 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 a few there's a few things here. I mean, like, I mean, the movie made. Let's just talk about the gross. I mean, the movie. Uh, the budget was only forty-seven million, and right. worldwide it made one hundred and two 
uh, domestic gross was 60. So it made back its money. Yeah. It made back the money. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, it's, uh, but with, with a, a budget of 47 and the 20 million thing, is, is 60. Jim Carrey. <laughs> well, yeah. Like if you, well, that, that makes it a loss, right? If you spent 47 and you only made 60, so you actually only made $13,000. Yeah. Well, that 20. was domestic. That was domestic. Sure, sure. They made so, hundred. They made hundred and three, less than hundred and three worldwide. So I mean, yeah, I guess you could say it was kind of. It, it is considered probably considered because of marketing and everything. It was probably considered a loss. But I don't know, man. This movie was such a good movie, man. Such well, and I'm movie. sure it's made more money since that. But I mean, they clearly it's a it's a sleeper, man. Like I, I this movie has been a movie that for a long time for me, I've wanted to see it. I just never made the time to get around to it. And I didn't really have any, any uh, like motivating factors or an impetus to want to just prioritize it. There's so many new movies. Yeah. And I was like, whatever, I guess it'll be one that I just don't ever see. I thought the same thing about Starship Troopers. And generally, I enjoyed them both, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a, I, I think this movie, and I mean, of course, I'm partial to Starship Troopers, is a, very, is a highly underrated motion picture. I mean, this movie, when it came out, people were like just dogging it. And I kept telling people when I watched it, like, the movie is better than you think, man. You guys just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm, I mean, it's mm-hmm. understandably better than you think. I mean, there's, I mean, with all the, nowadays, of course, all these people that we see in the movie, they're all stars in their own right as well. But back then, I mean, they were just like all, uh, most of them, a lot of them were up and comers. Of them were some of them were established. Like George Siegel was an established like comedian, comedy actor, director. You know what I mean? And Leslie right. Mann was just starting. Jack Black was just starting. You know what I mean? Like Ben Stiller had kind of been there. Eric Roberts was a main was was a was a big star at that point too. Janine Garofalo was one of these comedians. You know what I mean? Andy Dick was a comedian. You know what I mean? Like this David Cross and Steve and Bob Odenkirk. Or Steve Oden, Bob Odenkirk, yeah, Bob Odenkirk was it Bob Odenkirk? Was this? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk, David Cross, and Bob Odenkirk. At that point, they they were they were just comedy writers, and they were at that point they had they had just started doing Mr. Show on HBO. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like, it was just one of those things where you're just like, wow, dude. Like, I mean, there's so many people in this movie that you're just like. Like there's just so much happening where you're just like, wow, that's crazy. So do you think, do you think, um, cause you mentioned earlier that you think like, uh, Ben Stiller kind of influenced the way that they portrayed people's dependency on television. But do you think that that was actually Ben Stiller or was that with the, the writer, the, what is his name? Lou Holtz Jr.? Do you think that was the writing yeah. that focused on people's obsession with television, or was it Ben Stiller who made the movie focus on that? I don't know, dude. I think I think that was now that I've read some of the stuff, I think that could have been Ben Stiller and Judd Apatow. You know what I mean? Like them turning it to the actual aspect of celebrity and things of that nature, where you have you know all these people. Because I mean, it's funny because the aspects of celebrity was great because they would always instill that whole court TV thing and mm-hmm. Tabitha Soren from MTV news. You know what I mean? Like them instilling that stuff was, was all about kind of like putting like the opus and magnification on the aspect of T 
TV and what it can, what it does to the masses and how it affects people's consciousness in regards to what they're doing on their daily lives and how it really has no bearing on your life. That's why at the end when that thing happens, the guy reads a book because in reality, all those things that we experience by watching these well, they, idiots they, on TV yeah. has no bearing on your life. You just need to turn off a TV and read a book because it doesn't affect you in any way. Uh, I mean, don't be wrong. I think there's a lot to be gained from television in the same way. There's a lot to be gained from the internet, but there's also a lot to be lost, right? So you could definitely just sit on the couch and watch more trash TV until you're blue in the face and have wasted, you know, a year of your life not bettering yourself, or maybe making an income, or 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 pursuing a, a, a hobby or a goal or anything. Right? Mm-hmm. You, you could waste years in front of the TV, not gaining anything other than wasting time. The same way that you can with the internet. But the the thing is that what he I think he was highlighting here is like there are also there there are bad ways that these like television and internet can have negative effects the same way they can have positive effects, right? There's a difference between watching, gosh, I'm going to regret making this analogy. There's a difference between watching MTV and National Geographic, for example. Yes. Right. And, and not to say that MTV is garbage because that's where I go for my trash TV and I love it, but like, it's not benefiting me by watching that. But you know, what's funny is that back then in the nineties, MTV was nothing like it is today. Oh, of course not. Like that was back when they played music videos. Yeah, so if you think about it, like MTV today is exactly what Ben Stiller was kind of showing back then in '96, like that you have this this popular mass of people that are just watching this shitty piece of television, and yeah. it's controlling their lives where you really don't where where these people that are on these shows have no bearing on your Okay. Existence. You made me think of something. I got a question. Okay, so I, I feel like, uh, well, you know what? I'm almost certain. We've all lived through, the three of us, through at least one era when there was, you know, some similar gossiped story. Something that was that important in the pop zeitgeist that everyone and their mother were watching it on TV. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, the same way, it, hypothetically, Ben Stiller um, kind of played, uh, kind of portrayed Jim Carrey and Matthew Broderick living in a world watching this, these, these serial color be indicted and all that kind of stuff or, or convicted. Um, for me, the only one that I can think of that I remember living through was the death of Princess Diana. Everyone in the world was watching that unfoil, like unroll on their television for weeks on end, right? Every interview that you could find out. I don't. I don't. And that's. Well, he was only like four or five, dude. Honestly. Like, honestly. I'm not, I'm not, that, I'm not making a joke. But no. At that point, no. he was only like, you're like four or five, because that was like 94, 95. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think here because I don't even remember when Princess. She passed in 97. So I would have been eight or nine then. Um, and I, I remember it being a big deal and everyone talking about it. Of course, as an eight or nine year old, you don't have a concept or clue why that's important, who this person is or why she matters. Um, because you're, you're a kid, you don't have that kind of 
concept. But what what was it for you? Do you guys have one that you grew up with that was that like the 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 biggest one that you remember living through? For like me, I mean, OJ was pretty big because I was already in high school at that point. I was in junior high, high school because I was like ninety three. So I was that was probably like my eighth grade to ninth grade year. Yeah. So that was big for me was was that. And then when I was younger, the only thing I can think of at this point was probably a little bit, which was like four or five years before that was like the Menendez brothers. When that, was the when was OJ's thing? When OJ, the, like the OJ thing happened, I think in ninety three. Because and the reason I know for sure, dude, is because when in I was in June of ninety four. June of ninety four was because in June of ninety four, I was so mad, and I guess this is because I was a high kid in high school. I was so upset because they <laughs> they uh, prompted the Rockets. Knicks NBA Finals series, like for like an hour, I missed the game because they kept showing the fucking Bronco chase on TV, and I was so upset. It's funny to me that that's so they cut away. Because... They cut away from the night the nineteen ninety four NBA Finals. Where I was watching the Rockets and the New York Knicks, and I'm watching a fucking Bronco being chased on the highway. I'm like, I don't want to see this. I don't want it's this. It's funny how they had to make that choice. They had to make that conscious oh, decision so to mad. choose that one important thing is so more than another important thing. Like I did not give a shit about Nicole Brown system at that point, dude. Which is horrible to say, but at that point, as a 14 year old, I'm like, I'm watching the Rockets play, bro. I want to watch the Rockets beat the Knicks. I didn't watch the the white Bronco car chase, but I've seen it countless times in every movie reference from here to Timbuktu, and you always know exactly what they're referencing when there's a uh, just a white what was it a Chevy Bronco or Ford Bronco or whatever Ford Bronco Ford Bronco Ford Bronco driving down the highway with oversized black tires, a little bit jacked up, weaving in and out of traffic. You know exactly what they're talking about. Every yeah, time. dude. It was just crazy, man. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's just how it was for me. So, man. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I was just thinking about that because, like, that's the only uh, similar, the only way I can relate to that sequence of that, that, that nugget of what happened in the movie, you know? There was for- a, there's a few that really, like, have showed up big like one. huge media cases there's a couple big ones it's not just one but... i mean i mean, I mean there, like i said like i said the the oj case but i mean it was yeah. oj and the menendez brothers and... yeah i had um jean benet <laughs> oj bill clinton scandal with Lewinsky and paula oh my god dude Jones. so much um there was some big ones the menendez brothers it was one of them too i remember that one pretty clearly um and then I'm trying to think about some of the more recent ones. I don't know. I, I, if I think about it, there's probably quite a bit more. But those are some of the huge ones that were like big. De- oh, um, what's her name? The um, Amanda Knox. Remember that Amanda one? Amanda Knox. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was a big deal. I've never even heard of this. I've, I've never. Uh, even that was these. that was probably you were older. You were probably old enough to know that the girl that, that went to crazy. Italy and got that accused. Was a bad one. Yeah, that was a of, crazy of one. killing someone and pretty much had to flee to America. All right, so we can't really finish today. Unfortunately, Eric is having trouble throughout this whole episode, which I guess you guys have heard. We've fought through it. We fought the good fight, Eric. You fought the good fight, as they say in the movies, but. 
Um, Eric had to drop off for some technical issues. So we're we'll going to carry go on without him. We will carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he'll be back. He'll be back for the next one. He'll be back for the next one. So we'll, we'll hopefully he'll have his internet issues fixed because we have a couple things in the pot coming in for the next episode. We have Derek's episode, and then we have our special dude episode oh, coming up soon. And then after that, we have our Derek's favorite episode oh, of the year, Dread. The Halloween episode, which we will announce in Derek's episode because it's so perfect. We will announce the movie that we will have for the Halloween episode on that episode. So It's going to be something awful. I can just tell you. I will tell you right now that you will be grateful that we did the reanimator last year. I'm always grateful that you guys did the reanimator. (laughs) Because that was to be like... That was a movie that we just like, you know, we're not going to, we're going to be nice. We're going to give them a heart. if you haven't been with us for the whole ride, I hate Please. scary movies. He I, hates I it. cringe at the, th- the thought of like a thriller so, jumping like, out at me. Yes. No, he's it's not, not for me. Derek's not fond of jump scares. He's not fond of it. But we did, he did agree that we would do a Halloween episode and watch a horror movie. One horror movie a year which we have that xy's that x movie the double x yeah movie, which was, we let eric get away with that well that's because eric we, we gave him a freebie because eric didn't know he didn't know we didn't give him the rules but we didn't know but yes we gave we took we the rules are that we give <sighs> derek has to watch one one horror movie, movie a year and it's the, it's the and last year we had if you want to listen to it it was the reanimator episode which was a fucking fantastic classic of 80s horror and so this year we haven't decided but i will work with eric to announce to, the to movie give me some instant regret they announced i might the movie. get sick i might get who knows you know what dude if the movie you guys pick is too crazy <laughs> you know all i gotta do is walk down to walmart without a mask <laughs> all right and then i'm out that that's easy the, you need to go to the gas station dude you're good dude. to go I'm just saying, I got it out, okay? <laughs> All right, so here we go. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into it. So we'll, 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 Derek will announce his movie, and then the next episode, we'll announce the horror movie, and then the episode after that, we will do the Dune episode. So we got some things in the in the cooker. We got some stuff in the pipe coming in for you guys, so hopefully you'll stay with us as long as you can. Unfortunately, this episode was kind of a cluster, but we're soldiering on as much as we can, so that way we can continue on with this episode. Uh, So as far as ratings are concerned, uh, Eric gave us his rating. He is staying strong. 8.1. 8.1. I don't know. Was that higher than his Blue Valentine rating? It should have been. I think so. so. That's a a pretty high rating for Eric, man. I'll tell you what. And and I don't know what, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I mean, this movie is is a great, is a really good movie. I really enjoy this movie. Like I'm going to give this movie a rating of probably around an eight because I think it was definitely ahead of its time. It was a lot of, you know, foreshadowing and prediction that, you know, of, of stuff in technology that was happening at that point and that, you know, has come true. And it was just, there's a lot of layers to this motion picture that you don't realize when you watch it for the first time that I mean, when you watch it more times, you, you start seeing it. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, it's like there's an a lot onion. to it. 
it's it like is. There's so many layers and there's different aspects you don't even catch until like certain points. But yes, yeah, sorry dude. to interrupt. Please continue. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're, you're, I mean, I, I give it a rating? solid eight. A solid eight. eight. Okay. An eight. Okay. So for me, um, I thought of this as a very, I mentioned earlier, inconsequential casual movie all the way to the end. And it was going to bring in a solid six and a half to seven and a half. Just phoning it in. It was, it was all right. Whatever. And then I got the meaning of it and all the different layers that were there and how <laughs> you realize that it's not Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey's character that you're watching. You're watching Jim Carrey's character imitate the TV shows that he saw yeah. growing up. Yeah. He doesn't have his own personality. He has yeah. TV personalities that he imitates. That's why he used all the names. Yeah. 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 And, and, and anyway, I, I enjoyed it. And so uh, I've gone back to my standard rating system here. I've got my quality of the film. I gave it a 3.8 out of 5. So not huge, right? But it, it was made well. It didn't have a lot of yeah. holes in it. It yeah. shot good angles and so forth. And then my enjoyment, I put down as a 4.2, bringing me to an 8. Nice, dude. So an you so that's, so that's you did 8 paid for prostitutes that give head massages oh yeah there you go, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> whatever. whatever it's my treat it's my treat it's your treat next time this so, is yeah. definitely a highly rated all three of us really yeah enjoyed man this, one. It, it was a, this was one of the this was, this was a great pick eric i know you can't hear us right now and you'll hear it hopefully you'll be able to listen to this episode but i appreciate you, for- you setting aside your marvel obsession and, and your love. anime obsession yes to bring us a great great movie it was, it was a great movie i think in season three when we're done with this and we go to season three <laughs> let's I do a marvel season we'll let's, a mar- please. Let's, let's just do a marvel one of the movies we're gonna pick is a marvel pick oh, that'd be I great I, I think we just need a lore heavy movie i think that's what he hates it's just I think, and since you're not here i can just stay say things Eric. yeah i but, think i think if, if, we're, if we're gonna do a marvel flick I think we should do the worst one, which should be Thor Dark World. Just really just hit it I up. I didn't hate that movie. I didn't either. It's not great. There are worse the, ones. Iron Man 3. The, Iron Man 3 is pretty good. Iron bad. Man 3 I enjoyed more than that movie. Mm, debatable. Anyway. <laughs> Degree disagree. <laughs> but it's it, Iron Man 3 is better, but not by much. <laughs> not by much. <laughs> All right. Not by much. <laughs> what is it? Uh, gosh, I, I'm sure that there's some saying for this. I'm trying to. I'll remember it and I'll give it to you. Go ahead. Let's go on to so, uh, top all right. shelf. So, all right. So, top shelf. I don't know what um, Eric's. Uh, if you want to text him real quick, text, yeah. text him oh, his uh, top shelf real quick. But uh, my top shelf actually is the series on Netflix called Sex Education, starring oh. Asa Butterfield. Uh, what's it called? Jillian Anderson. I heard um, about this show. I mean, I mean, okay. So, if for those who don't know, so Sex Education is a coming of age dramatic comedy series on Netflix about these high school kids. So you're telling me it's Gossip Girl? No, 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 no. This is far from it. So the thing is, Gossip the story Girl is pretty good show. No, no, no. But let me tell you. Hold on. Shut the fuck up, Derek. <laughs> So, so this show basically is about these kids who in this school called Mordell Academy, and they ex- and they experience their lives, and they have sex. There's a lot of sex. It's a coming of age, and the whole point of the thing was that everybody. So the person who created the show, the woman who created the show, 
is um and I've she created the show to to kind of like act like as if it was like excuse me like 80s coming of age movies everybody in the show even though it's set present day everybody in the show wears clothes from the 80s the fashion is supposed to be like John Hughes 80s movies all the fashion but they have cell phones and laptops and everything but but like their fashion and what they do they the clothes they wear is all so 80s when you watch the movie it's so 80s the fashion the hair everything but it's meant to be that way but what it is is that the movie the show is actually kind of like um a representation which is really good and it's something that I've come to really appreciate it's kind of like put a spotlight on mental health and um, the sexual health of teenagers. What they experience with their bodies, with their lives, on their private side, which people may not may be uncomfortable because it's supposed to be teenagers. Granted, these are all 20-plus-year-old actors. Actors, 18-plus. Yeah. These are all actors. But they're all babyface, so they all play high school kids. But what they experience is goes to show you that more than likely you have high schoolers experiencing these type of body issues, sexual issues, mental issues because of their lives and what they're having. And it just kind of just shows you that like you could be a 40 year old person to have fetish issues, or you could be a 16 year old kid that can't have sex and can't, you know, for lack of a better word, can't, have sex and can't come without covering your partner's face because you don't, because you have such, you know, you know, self-confidence issues that you don't like the face that you give Mm. in front of your partner. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's not like it's a fetish. It's because you have such self-confidence issues that you don't like the way you look when you come in front of your partner that you're literally having sex at the moment with that person. Well, I mean, it's it sounds like it's not shying away from some of the not at all. most um, not at all. I don't know how to say it. Um, problematic uh, stresses Very. and and mental states that people can be in. And so, since they're all teenagers, these are all they deal with a lot of stuff with the teenagers, and not just teenagers. There's some adults in the move in the show because the whole premise of the show is that you have this kid played by Asa Butterfield, whose mom is a sex therapist. Okay, in the town in England. Okay, who was just played by Jillian Anderson. And so he knows all this stuff because his parents are sex therapists, both of his parents. And so he starts off a sex clinic for teenagers in the school. You know what I mean? And he's giving them advice in the school. So the first but he's season, the one who also has issues. Like he's giving he people also, advice, but he has he also own. has oh, he has major issues as well. You know, mm. like he has an issue with masturbation. So <laughs> there's this whole thing. I mean, these are all really things that like puts a spotlight on like the sexual health of our youth because you know, people don't want to admit it, but there's you know, teenagers are having sex. So what you have to do is you have to kind of like say, Okay, if you're gonna do this, let's talk about it. And so there's there's a lot of stuff. It, there's there's a lot of different things on this show which are fantastic. So mm-hmm. it and on top of that, it's a hilarious fucking show. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's so well written. I'm 
halfway through the third season, they've already announced they're going to have a fourth season. The third season just came out now in September. Mm-hmm. And I'm halfway through the, um, I'm just past the halfway mark in the third season, and it is fucking great. Did you did show. you pick it up in the at the beginning of the show or the beginning of the third season? No, 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 no. I picked it up at the beginning of the show. Like mm-hmm. I started watching the show like a month ago. Mm-hmm. So like, cool. what, I mean, I don't know if that's what you mean. I mean, no, like, no, I, I didn't you. watch it from the start, like when it came out like three years ago. Like, but you've but seen it all up to this point. I've seen it all up to this point, and some of the episodes, man, it's impressive. Like what they pull, how they do it, because some of the shit is kind of crazy. Like they talk about, I mean, like for example, one of the students is she's not an incel, but she doesn't feel doesn't have any inkling to have sex like she knows that that's something that she needs in her life when she has a partner but Mm -hmm. sex does nothing for her so she doesn't have an emotional tie-in where somebody would have sex and would have an emotional tie-in for sex she has no emotional connection i think with sex i feel like i've heard about that before like asexuality or something like that. yes sorry yes Asexuality. She's uh, just she's a demographic asexual. of folks that don't have an urge to partake. Exactly. Exactly. She has no urge. She knows that she needs it. It's like she wants to have children, but yeah, but there's no compelling urges to do so. There's no attraction exactly. to another. Exactly. So this it's kind of a lot like, of stuff. Um, there was a, a, a show, cool show on HBO. I think it was HBO. Um, Real sex. No, it was uh, the Masters of Sex. Um, that was about, on Showtime. 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 There, the the character was it was yes. back in the forties or fifties when it kind of depicts you know him Kinsey. starting to um, that was Kinsey. Like Kinsey clinically research yeah what happens during sex when people experience certain things of sex and it was it was a drama around an educational aspect. Yes. And I, I enjoyed that show before it ended as well. It's cool. Yeah, it was, it was Dr. Kinsey. He was the one that did that show. That was him. That was him. But yeah, and just like, and before him, it was the guy I who did- his name, No, his name, is, his name is Dr. Masters. That was the point of Masters. Oh, of yeah, sex. Masters. Masters of Sex. Yes, sorry, sorry. Masters and <laughs> something or other. And then, of course, the first guy who really brought that kind of thing was Dr. Kellogg. The guy who created Kellogg's cereal, he had this whole, like, sex thing, too. But it was like in the it was like in the in the turn of the century of the nineteen hundreds. Watch we've got like, our Kellogg's squapped. Like yeah, that's no what it got or something. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even joking. No, no, it's for real. That's him. He's the one who created Kellogg's cereal, and he was a doctor. And he decided he started talking about how he he had this whole like sex hospital thing. It was weird. Hmm. But and there's a movie about him that's portrayed by um, Liam Neeson plays him in a movie. But anyways, um, so yeah, I've got so, Eric's Eric's top pick. Um, is Midnight Mass. So Midnight um, Mass is a weird... I've never seen it. Well, it's, but, it's very new. There's only there's only seven episodes out right now, I yeah. think. And it's a Netflix show. It came out just uh, the end of September 2021. So It's a, it's a horror show. Yeah, it, well, they've got it listed as action, adventure, drama, horror. So it yeah. sounds like it's a little bit all over, almost like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer type thing. A little bit of... Or what's that other one uh, about Salem witches or something like that? Charmed? Am I thinking of the right thing? Yeah, know, yeah, kind of like the, the, there's this there's, there's, there's like a cult side to it, and yeah, but I don't I know. Mean, Maybe Eric is happening. sitting on a diamond in the rough here. I'm gonna have to check this show out. 
I, I've um, thought about watching it, and I mean, I've, I've 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 looked. I saw the trailer for it, and it seems very, very interesting. Very interesting. And well, the it's guy definitely been plays, popular lately. Yeah. yeah, I have to sit and watch it on my own because I know Michelle won't watch it with me. That's for sure. <laughs> not, not her so, jam, huh? Not no, dude. Horror is not her jam. The minute I tell her, "Hey, let's watch a horror movie," she looks at me, leaves the room. No, no, no. She looks at me and then gives me the finger and says no. <laughs> this is one of those moments where, like, you don't want to spend time with me. You want to watch the thing that you know I'm not going to watch. And she's like, "No, I think let's watch Real Housewives." I'm like, "Are you sure? Let's watch horror." And she's like, "No, I watch Real Housewives." I'm like, "All right, fine. Let's watch Real Housewives." And I just cower in a corner, Dude, looking that- like Ace Ventura <laughs> and the crying game plays. You know what look, I mean? Like, look, um, I'm gonna say my wife watches the Kardashians regularly, and I definitely don't give a shit. So I. Don't- <laughs> It's a lot of me glancing up, like, who's that again? Nah, I don't care. Whatever. Don't tell me. Yeah, for real, dude. Like, it's just fucking crazy, man. I'm just like, fuck me, man. But yeah, so, no, but the guy, the, the movie is like the show, Midnight Mass. The guy mm-hmm. who created it is the guy who uh, wrote the screenplay for uh, Dr. Sleep, and he created The Haunting of Hill House. Hmm, I'm getting less interested as we go because this is like closer and closer to horror, and I, I, I like it less and less. <laughs> oh, um, shit. All right, so okay. what's your pick, bro? What's your pick? Well, obviously, I brought a new anime. Oh, fuck me. All right, thank I, you, everybody, for coming around and listening to us. <laughs> So uh, I found I found a show. Eric, this would be like, Eric, this would, this would have been Eric. This is, this is what Eric would have said when you said that. He would have been like, shocker. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> right. All right, what, what, uh, what, what, what you got for us, bro? So the show is called "Don't Toy with Me, Miss Nagatoro." Oh my god! And I'm, I'm already it, not interested. Yeah, there, there's there are anybody who watches anime from either Japan or you know any of the stuff from any of the other like South Korea does a lot of anime too. Anytime it has like a very literal translation like this. You know that it's a very casual show. It's more sitcom-y than it is like an art overarching character development or anything like that. Um, and this show is literally about a first year high school student who's a cute young girl. And uh, she takes interest in this second year high school student who is a hermit. Uh, what do you call me? Self-isolates. He doesn't like socializing. He doesn't fraternize with anybody. He's considered a nerd. He's not really good at anything but art. And she just decides that she not only thinks he's cute, but wants to humiliate him. And so oh, she hangs God. out with him and she, it's, it's, it's very, uh, what's the, uh, uh, sadist maskist kind of thing. And it's oh. just, it's just, conversation between two kids it's all conversation there's no actual you know physical intimacy in in this but man she loves to like he's a nervous nerd right and she'll get up in his face and like you want to kiss me don't you and she'll get real close and like do a deep breath and then she'll like slap him in the face and it's like i don't it's weird it's it's weird it's a weird show but i enjoyed it i binged all 12 episodes like over the course of a week and I really enjoyed the show. I don't know why. It was just a casual watch. Check it out. Don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro. And it's on Crunchyroll as of now. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I mean, let's see. Let's see what's up with that at that point. <laughs> you don't want to watch it at all. Not really. 
doesn't really do anything for me, bro. That's all right. All right. Like, so I'm, should I'm, we I'm go like, to the next I'm, pick then? I'm wondering if we, if I should. I'm honestly wondering if I should watch Baki Hana. So, um. Well, you liked Baki the first series. I did, didn't you? but I mean, is that is this is this like a, a sequel to that series, or is it like a retelling? <sighs> It it it's a sequel in the same sense that they did. I don't, not to get too deep into this, but you remember the show Inuyasha? Yes. It was super popular anime from back yes. in the day, oh, and God. then like they when, I was, did, when I was in high school, like there was a, like there was a popular anime. Nobody watched it in high school, but I knew of it. So, well, there's a. Um, I'm gonna see if I can find it real quick. There's an Inuyasha. Um, sequel that's out right now and it's it's not really i wouldn't say it's a, a sequel in the same like it doesn't follow inuyasha himself it follows his children mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like a i don't know it's related but it's not a sequel and that's kind of what they did with the baki series um the one that i'm talking about related to inuyasha is called yashahime um very popular right now as well it's in its, its first season um but the Baki series and this next one are related, but they're not, you don't have to have seen the first one. You don't have to have known all those characters from the first one, but it will be related and they'll reintroduce it and they'll treat it like a new show. You watched it already? You've watched Baki? I've only seen the first couple episodes. I think there's only two that I saw. I was just, I was, I'll probably watch it because I was just concerned. Is it even going to be like, is it like a retelling or is it like, is it completely, is it going to mention stuff from the first series? Um, Watch the first episode. The very first episode clarifies all of that. Okay, and, good. And okay, you don't okay, you don't I'll have watch. to get you don't have to get deep into it to get that answer that you're looking. Okay, for. good, good. That, that's what um, I wanted to be sure because I'm like wondering. I'm like, are they are they just like rebooting it or is it still a continuation to a certain degree? Like, I mean, are they going to mention stuff? Which is what if they, if, if if that all gets answered and you're cool with it, then then I'm gonna watch it. I'll check it out. Don't go. Let's not get too deep into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my pick. Okay. Let's see your pick, the, bro. So man, 90s cheese, bro. What do you got for me, baby? What do you got? Okay, so 90s cheese. There, there is really only a handful of movies that come to my mind that that immediately scream 90s cheese, and 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 a even fewer number of those that I enjoyed. Right. I thought about things like um, I went through all of them. There were so many, but I settled on one. And okay, I'm this like, is, like, like, like my, my, I'm so like in. Like, this is the cheese movie that not only did I love it, but it is just I grew up with this movie. I watched this movie countless times. 1992. Oh, is it? Please tell me. What? What is it? It has. Here, how about this? I'll give you a couple hints. All right. Um, it had, let's see, who? Oh, um, I don't think you're gonna know who this is, but um, Tia Carrera. I know who it is. Do you know a movie? Right off the bat, she only did a handful of movies. I mean, I can tell you right now, it's Wayne's World. It is Wayne's World. You didn't have to do you even tell me that Wayne's much, World. dude. It is Wayne's World. Chris Farley, Meatloaf. I mean, I mean you could you could have you could have told me, dude, in that movie. You could have told me, oh, and if you would if you would have said like, oh, uh, David DeLuise, I would have been like Wayne's World. Wayne's World. <laughs> I would have. You could have told me some random person, Ed O'Neill, Wayne's World. <laughs> Wayne's World. Dude, <laughs> just, I I love this movie oh my God. so much. It's I'm not so excited, dude. This is 
man. And I, I did have, um, I will, for the record, before Eric calls me out, I had an anime that was 90s cheese. But oh, dude. Were you going to thought I'd give it a Ninja break. Scroll? Dude, I did think gonna... about it. I did <laughs> think about it. Oh, no. you thought Ninja Scroll. Oh, you he would have <laughs> killed you. If you had picked Ninja Scroll, he would have been like, I'm not going to be in this episode. He's like, I'm out. Fuck this. My internet's not out. I cut it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, folks, um, we'll do we'll do an episode on Wayne's World, and uh, that'll let me. I'll find out for you where it actually. Oh my god! Be. Where is it that you can even watch this right now? I mean, if you don't own this, I would definitely suggest you you at least. Do you want me to text to him, or do you want to say it to him real quick? I'll tell him. I'll tell him. Oh, dude, he's gonna love I want, it. I want, to, I want him to. I want to tell him it's an anime first. <laughs> <laughs> You just sent him the IMDb, like share the IMDb with him and say, nope, sorry, no kidding, Here's the movie we're watching. (laughs) Um, You can watch it on AMC Plus, DirecTV, and it looks like there's one other place that I've never heard of. So anyway, um, or you could probably just rent it. I mean, I'm sure you can rent it all over. Dude, you have no idea how happy I am because I want to watch this with my daughter. I'll probably watch this with my daughter. I've seen, dude. I've, dude, it's such a good movie. It's hilarious. Dude, I, there's so much I can tell you about this movie when I watched it for the first time. Oh, it was great. It was great. Oh my god, such a great pick. I am so proud of you, Derek. So proud of you. You've chose in the army now. You know, you realize. You and realize this that is Eric's such a redeeming quality. Movie. No, he's not. I don't think he no, will. No, because he's going to be like, he's going to be like, there's no meaning to this. <laughs> there's no, there's no allegory to this. Oh god, this is garbage. Why would I watch this? But I still oh, love this movie. Um, oh, my God. Oh, and it dude. looks like you can rent it on everything. Redbox, oh, yeah, YouTube, yeah, 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 yeah. Amazon. So, yeah, folks. Uh, oh, Spectrum On Demand is the third one that says it's for free, apparently. So, yeah, if you no, got Spectrum, okay. you're doing better than Eric is right now. Anyway. <laughs> All right, cool. So, now, so, the next movie, everyone, is going to be the 90s classic. Not just cult classic. 90s classic it's a known as movie. Wayne's World starring Mike Myers and Dana Carvey as well as a host of other people on the show so many yeah. if you had told me if you had told me Brian Doyle Murray I would have been like Wayne's World you know I feel I feel like no one knows who Tia Carrera is what because she only I don't okay, feel like she didn't do don't talk lot. about it let's discuss it let's discuss okay, it in whatever two weeks. we'll talk about it you know we can end two weeks we'll talk about it we'll All be right, back so, folks We'll be back in two weeks, guys. And so, but before and we Rob leave, Lowe is in it. Rob oh Lowe. no! Oh no! Dude, there's so much. There's so much in this movie. All right. So, FYI, um, we'll go ahead and just say, you know, like we, you know, we always do the quote. And I think the quote for me is for this movie is, "He who hesitates, masturbates." Fantastic oh, quote in this motion picture. I, I remember said that. I was watching this movie and I remember laughing so hard when he said it because it was perfect. Perfect. And then like of course it's even better based on the context of that was a prostitute. <laughs> that yeah. Paid for, like, it's it, great. It just, man, the more we talk about this movie, this was a great movie. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Good night, so, folks. Good night, folks. We'll be back. Uh, hopefully, we can even release this episode. So, peace out. <laughs> Later.